of the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips file. This one for Monday. That's Monday, August 20th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events. We'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. We'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. Been doing that for nearly 30 years now. We plan to do it again today. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. You can send us a text on anything at any time. We will read it. We'll look at it, review it, decide if we want to use it on the air. That's real mobile 77031. But on the phones, long distance toll free, one 978 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo is here. She has news in a few minutes. Yes, sir. We will work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well later in the program. A bonus round of closest to the pin at about 402, right after Mo has the news, followed by Jack's audio file. No Monday movie review today. Doug's out of town, and uh, Michael's got something else he has to attend to, so no Monday movie review. We'll have some movie reviews because Jack and Dee went to the movies. Oh, boy. Um, I saw a movie on TV. <gasps> Big whoop. Oh, <laughs> got the regular round of closest to the pin. Uh, Stephen Kramer, attorney of law, will come in at 6. I don't know if I'll have time to bring this up uh, during the normal course of the program, but uh, hopefully uh, Mr. Kramer, he's got word, and we'll get word to him because Walmart. He did. I got it. Uh, in the Sunday business section of the New York Times uh, front page story, Walmart. Um, well, it's established law in many states. I don't know whether it's established in Florida. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, Walmart, among other retailers, they uh, often send out letters to suspected, not charged, suspected shoplifters and say, uh, you owe us $200. What? And if, uh, if you don't give us $200 because we suspect you of shoplifting, nobody's been charged here. You're suspected of shoplifting. Uh-huh. Unless you give us $200, you're going to face the possibility of a lawsuit. No. Oh, yes. It's legal. No. Mm. How is it legal? Well, because they passed a law. But anyway, we'll get into that with uh, <laughs> Stephen Kramer, if not beforehand. Wow. Let's see. What else do we have going on here? So we got that. Then we got PPT, of course, at the end of the program. have a nice prize for you, I'm sure. Let's see. What do we got going on? Just a little bit of advice. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Uh, this is something that I picked up over the weekend. There's no reason for any of you. I'm not talking about personal sexual uh, 
satisfaction devices. I'm simply mm-hmm. talking about any of you who are interested in, you know, you're a runner or you exercise a lot or you got the arthritis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you're looking for a, a personal massager, you know, oh, just God. to eke your, uh, ease your <laughs> aches and pains. Okay. There is yeah. absolutely no reason. I'm telling you right now, take my word for it. There's absolutely no reason to go out there and spend hundreds of dollars on a personal, you know, massager. massager. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? I'm ready. You can get this on Amazon. Any, oh, I, I'm, I'm on it right now. I'm on it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Careful. You're Write it down. Work. I got, well, I'm on Amazon. I'm, All I'm, you need. I'm, re- I'm ready. You can find it locally if you can't. If you, if you, oh. you can probably get it tonight. Oh, boy. If you need to. Oh boy. All customer. you need is yeah. a Black & Decker WP906 inch oh my God. random <laughs> orbital waxer. Come on. That makes about sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, cheaper than a, a massager, though? It's twenty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. That's cheaper than some massagers I've heard of. I'm not talking about that type of massage. I'm talking about yeah, something if you need, you know, got the Charlie I, yeah. horse, you get the cramps from uh, running, you got yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. This is the preferred. This is the preferred massager by professional long distance runners. Ooh. Have you checked it out yourself? I have, and they are absolutely correct. <laughs> it works like a charm. Oh, and you can wax your car afterwards. Thank what? you very much. Double <laughs> duty. You said duty. <laughs> duty. I did, and I'll say it again. Go ahead. Double duty. It's so like when a, you're sore from you buffing the buffing, you know, oh, buffing from waxing your right. car, you're waxing something. You're waxing right. the car and buffing yeah, the car. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. Just take off that thing and oh. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> try it. Mm. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'll try you know, it. Sometimes you get a cramp, you know, your shoulder, I, you know, I, that uh, that yep. uh, the you know you, that rotator My, cuff is oh, giving yeah. you a problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. You just you sleep funny? Oh, I don't sleep funny now because I have my pillow. You'll but- feel, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll be like, uh, by the way, Aretha Franklin got uh, two full pages and six photographs. Oh, Dang, thank spoiler you. alert. Yeah. Well done. Two, with, a, with a major, probably. Double trucked him? 15% of the front page. Oh. 20% of the front page with the photograph. When you opened it up, was it double truck? Was it all her? Yes, it's double Yes, Yes, yeah. two pages. What? Facing pages. Yeah, yeah, facing pages. Double truck. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is not the truth. So. Oh, the truth is not the truth. The no. truth is not the truth. Have you caught this with Rudy Giuliani? Uh, I watched it happen. I'm like, too. oh, I need that. I have that today uh, for the yeah, audio file. Yeah, I... Is this the silliest damn thing? He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. And he's the fact of the matter seriously. is, he's the only one that can do this. Why? Because nobody else mm. who has any level of intelligence would mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, I'm, t- I'm thinking about getting rid of Rudy because he's a loose cannon and he just gets out there and makes an, and makes an absolute ass of himself. And so I, and, and nobody wants nobody wants that job. Mm-hmm. That's why they have who? Giuliani because nobody else wants that job. Who would want that reputation as the person who's leading the legal slash public relations campaign no. for this goofball that we got in the White House? Uh-uh. Somebody said, "No thanks, not me." Yeah, because guess what, Bub? Someday you're going to be gone. You'll be out of the White House, and I'm still working in this town, and uh, I don't want that re- albatross around my neck. <laughs> Truth is Does not Rudy the have no shame? <laughs> or he doesn't whatever. think. I, He's not thinking. He doesn't think. 
It's all off the cuff then. You're saying when he was on Meet the Press, it was all just extemporaneous. It's Rudy. He, it's, it's one of these guys that yeah. starts believing their own press. Oh, you know? Yeah. Starts believing that he's really a genius. I'm America's mayor. That was a long time ago, uh, bub. You know? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a while back. You know? He just sits there. He rubs his tongue along his lower right, uh, teeth. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to get some cream corn out of there. You know, or he's adjusting his upper plate because he's he's getting you know he's got something. There's a distinct difference between his upper teeth and his lower teeth. I think he has implants. Whatever. No, I don't know what he now. They're too uh, perfect. No. Well, if those are implants, you lower. ought to see a different guy because they're too they're too mm. piano key like. Yeah, he has horse teeth on one side, and the rest of them are jumping. Yeah, horse eating corn. <laughs> oh my! They are piano key like. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Distinct outlines to black. I mean, uh-huh. Seriously, I mean, so now today he spends all this time He's trying to. Well, here's what I really meant. Here's what I tried to say. Here's one. Blah 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 blah. I finally come to the decision. You know, I, you know, if you voted for this goofball, you know, if you voted for this guy in the White House, I give you a pass. But if you still support him, nah. That ain't what? happening. What does that mean? That ain't happening. And if you voted for him, I give you a pass. But if you still support him, this racist, mm. I think he might be a racist, too. Oh, I really do. Really? Teachers, uh, the state of Florida is looking to fulfill yeah. vacancies when it comes to teachers. More than 4,000 job openings. Uh, teachers in the state of Florida, I think the, what would you call it, the attrition rate? I think it's about 50%. Oh, out, they're flying out. Over two oh, years. Yeah. After mm-hmm. two years, the teacher that can't take it anymore, the pay is lousy. Uh, the pressure. You know, the, it's just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work your, your your tail off. And if, if you're one of these uh, doofuses who thinks that teachers don't work hard, you don't, then they just go in there and try it for What's yourself with you? someday. Because besides being teachers, they have to be nurses, they have to be social workers, they have to be somebody's parents, on and on. They have to be the track coach, they have to this, they have to that. Well, they get, uh, they get uh, you know, summers off. No, they don't. They have to go continuing education. Most of them are working another job because the pay is so crappy. And uh, so there you go. The state of Florida more is facing a teacher shortage, more than 4,000 job openings ahead of the 2018-2019 school this year. year, correct. Yeah, a lot of them here in uh, Central Florida as a matter of I must talk Pinkman fact. into applying. We're waiting to see <laughs> if um, the jury will return a verdict in the Paul Manafort case. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be a mistrial. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be anything, but. Well, it could be all it takes is that one juror, and then it's a, you know, be a mistrial. That one Trumpy. That one that's sitting back there. Mm-hmm. It troubles me that they're not sequestered so they went home for the weekend and could hear all manner of who knows what yeah i don't know why they weren't sequestered mm-hmm. but i'm not the judge he's kind of he's a little, he's a little, too. He's a little yeah. strange uh-huh. and i would like to once again publicly encourage moira to run for seminole county tax collector oh this was oh i forgot all about that that's, that's a Greenberg. great st- oh, <laughs> we need to talk about that this guy needs to be I, I don't think there's an impeachment process but this guy needs to be certainly not reelected this guy's a tax collector but he keeps finding his way into the headlines he's a constant Joel Greenberg he's a constitutional <laughs> officer who put out a Facebook posting and essentially he's trying to say hey I'm just asking this for a friend for a friend no you're not how stupid do you think we are <laughs> not as dumb as you Joel. jeez man alive what are you thinking Joel and what was what was the question that he asked? 
Is there any country that's benefited from having Muslims? Just asking for a friend. Just asking yeah. for a friend. Kiss a my and ass. Then says, He's a he, douche. He shouldn't Seriously. have to apologize because he was sharing someone else's. Yeah, 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 sure. Since he wasn't the you know originator. Who it, was? it was Neil Bortz, that yeah. conservative crackpot who doesn't have oh, a radio form, show. Yeah, the former radio three. host out of Atlanta whose yes. ratings were so dismal. Ed Till had better numbers than him. It's the <laughs> Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Work your magic finger, Froggy. <laughs> higher, kid, higher, higher. Time for the news. Here's Mo. Uh, Jim, federal investigators say we may have an orange is the new black female jail problem what? in Central Florida. They're looking into allegations of rape and assault and smuggling of drugs into a Central Florida prison for women. Mm. 100 former inmates and relatives of those inmates at the Lowell Correctional Institution near Ocala attended a big meeting yesterday over the weekend to talk with investigators from the U.S. Department of Justice and found out that inmates there, the females, are threatened with beatings, receive substandard medical care, and are coerced into sex with men, the male guards usually, in exchange for necessities like soap, toilet paper, and feminine products. So now the feds are investigating whether the Florida Department of Corrections ignored complaints of misconduct because the families say they've been complaining for a long time. Oh, like the Catholic Church. And nobody says boo about it. I... Uh, more than 4,000... Throw a couple of evangelicals in there, too. You know, you mix it up a little bit. Oh, boy. More than 4,000 job openings. If you want to be a teacher, there's probably an opening near you. No, thank you. I mean... God bless them. No, thank you. That's a 1,000 more openings than last year, according to the Florida Education Association, which is basically the teachers' union. Schools across Florida are all open, but there are plenty of classrooms that do not have full-time teachers wow. in there. Uh, for example, 70 teaching jobs were listed this very morning, for example, on the, the websites for Lake County, Orange County, and Seminole School Districts. You uh, have to have a teaching certificate? Not to start, but that you have to be on the road to it. I teach a and little class for one hour once a week. I'm absolutely exhausted after that. <laughs> Although, if you teach uh, in a charter school, you do not need a certificate. You need no True. training at all. Yeah. But in a public school, can you start off without a yes. teaching yeah. certificate? Do you and remember? Then you... Go get it, Pinkman. I'm in. Eddie, uh, the shaman, did it what, uh, many years ago. What grade would you want to teach, Pinkman? Third grade, bro. Do you have to have an ed- don't you have to have a degree in education? Mm-mm. No, Eddie didn't. No, it's Florida. Well, no. Uh, I don't know. On the day that this woman spoke to the board, there were teacher job openings in public schools from the Keys to Jacksonville. You name it, name the county openings. It's a thankless job. Yep. Here. Okay, Pinkman. They're let- great. That's the beginning of the FCAT. FCAT. Oh, so that too. They'll have, oh, uh, you know, oh. steps for you to teach. Uh-huh. <laughs> El- yeah. Elementary schools, Pinkman, from Castleberry to Leesburg to Metro <gasps> West are still searching for teachers for their kindergarten to fifth grade classes. Fourth or fifth, I think. Yeah, I can handle that. Fifth, uh, third. Uh, ten no. or eleven. Fourth no. or fifth, I'll go fourth or fifth. Nine, ten, eleven. Third, fourth, and fifth, you're okay. They're, they're still, nice. they like 
what they're doing. Yeah, they're and, they're and they're scared yeah. of you. Stay away right. from middle school. Oh, God. No Do way. everything in your power. And fifth grade's teetering that line right before middle school. You'll have some hormonal kids. Yeah, probably. Yeah, still bigger than them, except for the kid who plays on Little Oh, Jim, you can't take this job. There's a posting at Lake Mary High School for an Algebra 2 teacher. Sorry. How about a language arts teacher at Evans High School? What does that mean? Language arts, like English. That's what they call English now, language arts. I'd be good for that. No. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. He would do a well job. You have to he conjugate would, no. verbs, Jack. Oh. He would have to say, you know, if it's have or God or what is it? When I'm gone. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, Maitland Middle School has needs a math teacher. So does Teague. Anyway, lots of uh, around here. Uh, it's very bad. Uh, judge- but I got a feel for him. I mean, it is, yes. uh, you know, God love them. And, uh, you know, they use their own money to supply their classrooms. Or they go to Most a different teacher. Most of them, not all. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're doing, they're trying to do the good work. But boy, oh boy, I imagine after a couple of years, they're saying, I can get them financially. Right. I got to do better than this. Right. And it's exhausting. Remember last week I was telling you that they had a telethon uh, for a gift for teaching so that the teachers yes. didn't have to do they, Their goal was $20,000, Jim. Right. Because we started talking about it, uh, their phones started ringing. Of course. Because some of the corporation said, oh my God, here, we've got money. Thank you once again, Phillips File. Indeed. <laughs> but I will tell you this. They ended up making... Thirty-three thousand. Their goal was twenty. They ended up going over by more than fifty percent. We're getting a cake. I don't know about a cake. Oh yeah, oh, we're getting a cake. How about a cookie? No, we're getting cake. Cookie cake. Oh. They'll bring us a cake, or they'll bring us cupcakes. Something. A judge in Tallahassee is ordering something off of the November ballot. That's a great organization. Oh, I mean, so good, uh, right? and you can always donate to them. I mean, they're wonderful. I mean, there are hundreds of these great organizations in Central Florida. But that's uh, we're talking that's about teachers. That's yeah. what made me think of it. Oh, texts are saying some charter schools, uh, you must have a bachelor's degree and teaching certificate. Okay. So, mm. not all. Oh, that's true. Uh, a judge in Tallahassee says, take it off the ballot. What he's talking about is Amendment 8. Uh, that's the one that is supposed to take control of these charter schools, take it away from the local school board, and give it to the yeah, state. But he says so. it's misleading. Good. It's a big old mess. He's taking. He says, I'm taking this thing off the ballot. Because they never even mention the word charter schools in the amendment. He said it's very misleading. Bye-bye. So he has asked for it to be removed. See you later. Yeah, not happening. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you forget about that it. Gabagool. Oh, Gabagool. Yeah, I saw some Gabagool this weekend. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, forget about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How you doing? How you doing? No, really. How you doing? Hey, Tony, you're doing a great job. There's uh, thank Gabagool. There is increased law enforcement presence at an Orlando school today because police say there was a possible social media threat involving Timber Creek High School in Orlando. Ugh. Exactly what this threat was isn't clear. The district says action has been taken against the student responsible. Many Central Florida school districts are now regularly monitoring social media to find these threats or messages that may indicate a student is considering violence. Big dummy. A 15-year veteran of a Central Florida police department actually out in Oviedo Remains in jail today, accused of child molestation. Guy's been an Oviedo cop for 15 years, and now he's in jail, accused of child molestation. Seminole County Sheriff's investigators arrested this guy, this bad cop, Oviedo police officer Joseph Meyer, at his home yesterday. They say he repeatedly molested a female relative every other weekend. Officer Meyer is being held without bond. I didn't realize Casey Anthony was back in court, but a Tampa judge is presiding over a civil case involving Casey Anthony today. This mother, you remember, acquitted of killing her daughter. Oh, yeah, I told you so. Seven years ago. But she's being sued for defamation. 
by the meter reader. Remember this name, Roy Cronk, yeah. who found the girl's remains in 2008. Yeah, good luck with Casey that Casey Anthony says he had something to do with the girl's death and smeared his name. In today's hearing, Cronk's lawyers are asking the judge to let an Orlando jury hear this case. All right, we'll take a little okay. break. we got more news. Joel Greenberg, we got to talk about oh, Joel Greenberg, God. tax collector up in Seminole County. He's a dumbbell. And uh, I don't know what we can do about him to make sure that he's not reelected should he decide to run again for office or another office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please. What a nincompoop. Anyway, that uh, Mo's going to have more news, the birthdays, the food. Don't forget that bonus round of Closest to the Pin at 4 on Real Radio 104.1. This round of Closest to the Pin coming your way at 4. But back to the news, the food, the birthdays. Here's Mo. Today is August 20th. 2018 and today it's a twofer it's bacon lovers day national bacon lovers day if you are a fan of bacon today would be your day yeah, so I'm on board. hats off to you I'm and cutting back i'm a reducitarian oh now. well that's right well, i am i'm cutting yeah. back. over the weekend do you ever go out to breakfast and have a i did go out for breakfast slice of bacon you ever have bacon with breakfast yeah oh well, sure mm-hmm. okay well today would be your day bacon lovers day i like bacon it's also uh chocolate pecan pie day I like strip bacon. Sometimes when it's not fully cooked, it's just kind of fatty. Rubbery, and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, still got that all that good yeah, pig yeah, grease. Yeah. Uh, it's also chocolate pecan pie day. My favorite kind of, cho- of pecan pie, actually. Um, has a chocolate little pecan? chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah. A little bit of chocolate in there. It makes it everything better. Kind of a, a bastard pecan pie. Uh, I would say no. Gas prices. Oh, yeah, sure it is. I'm no. like pecan. There's pecan pie. Oh, this is chocolate pecan. I know. I know. But that's... I'm just saying, that happens to be my personal favorite. Oh, okay. You know how sometimes you go out to dinner and the waitress comes over and says... We have a chocolate pecan pie. No. Uh, you know, you're saying, well, I'm, I'm deciding between, you know, you say A or B, whatever. And she says, oh, go with B. It's my favorite. And I don't know if that's true. I don't know why. They no, always, they're just trying to get rid of it because nobody wants I it. I don't know. Uh, gas prices in Florida have been on a roller coaster, but now we are way down for the 10th day in a row. AAA reporting the statewide average for a gallon of regular 276 that is five whole cents less than one week ago. They attribute the drop to invent- growing inventories of crude oil and stable gasoline supplies. The most expensive gas, no surprise, Boca Raton, uh, and up in Panama City, believe it or not, with an average of two eighty-six a gallon. The cheap stuff is in Fort Myers, Cape Coral, where it's two sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is political season, boy oh boy! Your mailbox is stuffed with every political mailer and. The TV is all over the political ads. This one bashing that one, bashing the other one. <laughs> Water problems caused by discharges from Lake Okeechobee are becoming even an election issue. Should be. Later this afternoon, Republican candidate for governor Ron DeSantis yeah. will be down in Stewart to get a look at the situation for himself. Who's this- he blaming? I don't know. Obama? <laughs> I don't know. They're touring the St. Lucie River down there. It's a mess. Saying that Lake Okeechobee... The discharge from Lake Okeechobee is blamed for toxic algae that's shown up both in St. Lucie and the Caloosahatchee River. So he's down there. I want to see this for myself. Uh, try, <laughs> yeah, see this for myself, Jim. I'm seeing this for myself. I've been on the front lines of this problem that we're experiencing in the state of Florida. I want to see this for myself. I simply want to say that mm-hmm. it's all the fault of Jimmy Carter. And I just got a an email. Well, not just. I guess maybe... Yeah. I don't know, almost an hour ago, from from a woman who's running for agriculture commissioner in Florida. Her name is Nikki Freed. Uh, She said that because of her support for medical marijuana and she wants to expand access for medical marijuana patients, 
uh, her bank, Wells Fargo, has closed her campaign account. What? Yeah. They closed it because they say they uncovered information that she is advocating for expanded patient access to medical marijuana, and they closed it. We don't like your political stance or closing your account. Your bank account. Yes, they Sue them. Just go ahead and sue them. We are two weeks from the election, and they closed Nikki Fried's account for ag commissioner. I'd tell you if I was such a pain in the ass, I'd move my account out of that bank. <laughs> She's trying to run for ag commissioner. <laughs> Way to take a stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, it's I, a pain in the ass. It's protest, a pain in the ass. But um, my air conditioner's on. It's hot out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, try, you know, you got all those, you know, mm-hmm. it is. Hey. I'm sorry, Nikki. And then you can't count on the bank. You switch over. They, they'll get bought up. You know, I like that environmentally friendly bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, green, think they, green, green. I think they've That's been true. sold. I'm not sure. I counted uh, when I had the, my credit card yeah. was compromised at a, right. a, a gas station, and I had to change cards. So I had to make a list of everything that I ha- would automatically have built yes. to that card. I had like 15 different things I had to change. But now I keep that list handy in case I need to do it again. Right. I feel bad for Nikki Freed. Two weeks from the election, they close her account. I'll vote for her. Has uh, Wells Fargo had an official statement about it? Yeah, that's what they said. Or is she just saying, here's what they told me? Their statement, she reads it, she quotes it here. She says, well, unbelievably, they've decided to close our account because she wants to expand access. So she says, uh, they won't take our campaign money because they had, and here's the quote in bold, Wells Fargo says they uncovered some information regarding the customer's political platform, and they are advocating, meaning she is advocating for expanded patient access to medical marijuana. They literally closed her account because of her political position on weed. What percentage of employees with Wells Fargo do you think smoke weed? 80%. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't like it. You have to work as a bank teller every week. What per, what per, what percentage of of people who are who deposit money in Wells Fargo smoke smoke weed? Mm. Just recreationally. No idea. Come on. 65. Jesus Christ. I know. Man, what is it? I'm telling you. Holier than thou. This is the same company yes. that, that, uh, that made fake accounts and made tried fake to get accounts your money. for people to get mm-hmm. so their employees could reach bonuses. Yeah, correct. Huh. She, she mentions that in her note yeah. too, but Whatever. A Catholic priest, Jim, is accused of stealing more than $200,000 from his parish down in Pompano Beach. Well, at least I wasn't child molestation. Right. But see, because it was stealing money, he's going to have charges. What did you take it out of a kid's pocket? The Archdiocese of Miami announced that Father Henrik Powellick has resigned and paid back the money taken from St. Coleman's Catholic Church. He could face charges as the Archdiocese has reported the theft to the state attorney's office. You go to church on Sunday? I did. Did Did they talk uh, about it? Did they talk about it? Disappointingly, not a word. Oh. Not one word. And I was reading about how some uh, parish parishes were going after it. You know, yes. uh, some right. made mention of it, and some didn't mention it at all. And yes. uh, they did not. Yours was a no go. Huh? I was a little disappointed. And yours is pretty well, uh, well, no. progressive, but it was a different mm-hmm. uh, person doing the sermon. Well, let them know. What's the deal, Daddy O? Come I on. Think, I think I'm my Padre, Father. Right. Why not? Mm-hmm. You well, know, anyway. if this was a corporation... Yeah. Oh, please. If the Catholic Church was a corporation, it would be the largest corporation on the planet. Do you realize that employee-wise and, yes. and wealth-wise? No, I didn't know And that. if a corporation had engaged in this kind of nonsense, like the Roman Catholic Church has done, at least as far as we know in Pennsylvania, that's only one state. Correct. Not to mention Ireland, Australia, and the rest of the world. Uh, people would be in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mm. Yeah, but because, quote, it's a matter of faith, well, what to do. I know. Whatever. That's uh, I'd be, I would be, yeah, go ahead and man, you're, say something. Don't tell me what to do. No, I'm not say telling you what you do, but something. I'm saying, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why the Catholic Church does not change, <laughs> is because parishioners don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Number one, they don't believe it. Well, if I say something, then, you know, I might not get into heaven. Because if I say something to the priest, who is the living presence of Jesus Christ on earth, you know, they might have a direct line to God. And if I say something, you know, that he doesn't like, he's going to call up God and I'm not going to get in there. Yeah, that's not, ho- that's not holding me back. Yeah, I'm crap on the God phone. <laughs> Hello, God. You won't believe what Jack said to me earlier. Oh, boy. <laughs> you remember the name Gretchen Carlson used to be a host on yes. Fox? She also is the chair of the board of the Miss America organization. Correct. She was a Miss America contestant. Got rid of the swimsuits. She denies bullying Miss America 2018. What? Miss America 2018 is claiming that Gretchen Carlson <laughs> has gotten very nasty. The current title holder, whose name is Kara... Kara Mund from North Dakota issued a scathing five-page letter last Friday claiming she had been bullied, silenced, and marginalized by the pageant leadership after giving an interview earlier this month to an Atlantic City newspaper in which she talked about troubles within the organization. In her public letter, Kara Mund said she felt like she was in a Mean Girls episode with people criticizing her clothes, mispronouncing her name, and spreading information about her. And Gretchen Carlson is the chairman of the board uh, and a former Miss America. She blamed Mund in a Twitter statement for costing the Miss America organization a $75,000 increase in scholarships because of her explosive allegations. And it just gets nastier from there. Just saying. Yeah, I don't care too much. Uh, Jury deliberations you mentioned before are starting up again today, have started up in the case against Paul Manafort, the former campaign chairman uh, of Trump. What's our bet? What's our bet? I don't remember. It is. Feels like so long Before a verdict is rendered, Manafort will take a plea deal. Oh, is that it? That's what you see. (laughs) Looks. I don't know. It might be a hung jury. Just takes one juror. Right. The The jury deliberated two days last week in Alexandria, Virginia, trying to determine if there's enough evidence to find Trump to find President Trump's former campaign chief guilty in both a bank and tax fraud case. On Friday, the judge said he's under protection of U.S. Marshals because he's gotten threats about the case, but the jury gets no protection and isn't even sequestered. I find that a little strange. I know. Yep. So we're waiting Based to see. Based on my one you, semester in law school. Oh, yeah. Just like, like to add my legal analysis. Thank you, Counselor. The battle goes on between the president and former CIA director John Brennan over security clearance. In a tweet today... President won't let it go. Called Talk Brennan. About mean a, girls. He called Brennan a hack. <laughs> also oh, yeah. argued that keeping a security clearance is worth great prestige and big dollars for former high-ranking government officials. Trump revoked Brennan's security clearance last week, and Brennan has now threatened to pursue court action if he starts taking it away from others in the government or you know resign. I have all these hundreds, I think, now of former intelligence officials, many of them high-ranking, yeah. who are they're joining Brennan's cause. God, what a, you know. Yeah. Blue wave. Got to be a blue wave. You oh, never. Boy. Make his life miserable. Blue wave. Vote a Democrat in there. Make this guy's life miserable. Oh, have all these hearings, all these investigations, you know. You know, they got their, they got their, uh, you know, they got yeah. their years with Benghazi. <laughs>
and call all these uh, people up to Capitol Hill to answer for their misdeeds. These stories that I'm going to, this next story that I'm going to read you never usually ends up well. This okay. case it did. A woman is in stable condition and is actually okay after falling off a cruise ship and surviving in the water for 10 hours. Oh, God. Yoga and singing. The woman was a British citizen, fell overboard from a Norwegian cruise line vessel in the Adriatic Sea. She was rescued yesterday and brought ashore in Croatia, was in the water for more than 10 hours. Wow. And you normally, when you hear somebody goes over into yeah. the drink, that never works out well. In this case, they not only found her, they rescued her, and she's in stable condition. Did so, the cruise ship turn around, or did well, they even know she went overboard? Did anybody know she went overboard? They and, must have known, sure. This uh, Because it was, what, a Croatian crew that found her? Yeah. Navy or Coast Guard or something? Uh, it doesn't say Picked that. Her yeah, up. I think you're right. Wow. Uh, kept, yeah, she said uh, she just uh, sang a lot of songs. Uh-huh. Keeps her, yeah. Keep her from getting cold. I don't know how that uh-huh. works. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I I don't know. But All right. Sometimes you just have to whistle a happy tune. You know, makes you feel a little uh, better. Get back uh, on board. Use one of those Black & Decker uh, orbit. Oh, my God. Hey, buffers. Oh, uh, yeah. Get those wrinkles out. <laughs> You'd be all wrinkly, wouldn't you? Ten hours in the water? Uh, yeah. Salt water? Mm-hmm. Netflix is canceling comedian Michelle Wolf's show. Really? The move comes just well, months after fast. her series debuted. She's only been on three months. A Back representative from Netflix confirmed that they won't be ordering additional episodes mm. of Michelle Wolf's series. Um, they said that um, the show would feature jokes that her former bosses told her she couldn't do on TV. That's what was the big draw of this thing. But Netflix said no. They're also canning Joel McHale. Uh, Netflix is no. canceling both of them. I like the, that one. The company cited declining viewership in the decision to drop both of these shows. I saw Jim Jeffries' uh, concert on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. It's funny. I watched... Uh, it's funny. Eliza Schlesinger. Who? Elder Millennial. Elder Millennial. It's Blonde? This, yes. Ponytail? Yes. Mm-hmm. Any good? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was about relationships and stuff, but she's good. She's polished. Mm-hmm. She had that yes. jumpsuit on. Is that the one? That yeah, black jumpsuit? No. With yes. a midriff with their belly button showing? Like yes. high pants. Yeah. Okay, so it was these high pants. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, then a crop top. Like old sailor pants. Yeah. And that's why she. it was actually shot on a ship. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, and so it had a Navy feel to it. But then a top with a, I don't know if it's a midriff where you're, yeah. th- that shows. Yeah. But the black was a different color black than her pants. So I was just focusing on the fashion the whole time. Oh, just yeah. oh, of course staring at her top. Yeah, oh, I saw the first 10 minutes of that. Yeah. Uh, that yeah new- it wasn't enough to Keep have you stick around. Yeah. The new rom-com, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Was I can't number believe it. one at the box office. Well, but I, I didn't know it was a book. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah it was a bestseller. It uh, just, it earned, check lit. It earned just over $25 million in its first week in North America theaters. Second was The Meg, which was $21 million. In third place is Mile 22. And then the top five to round it out, Mission Impossible and Christopher Robin. Man, Crazy Rich Asians. But I will tell you that Kevin Spacey did really bomb at the box office. Oh, His fall continues. Bad. The Academy Award-winning actor had a new movie out just in 10 theaters around the United States. Seriously. It yeah. made, in its first day, $126. $126. That's like uh-huh, that's it. 12 people saying that's it. That's right. But the... Uh, it was called Billionaire Boys Club, starred Emma Roberts, Judd Nelson. It was an independent film, of obviously very limited release. But also, but, there were, I didn't see any promo- promotion out. So I, guess, promote it. I don't know if they decided 
that they were not going to promote it. Well, well commercials or anything. Yeah, they was going to run them. So we don't. But our yeah. company's not doesn't want to be associated with him. No, they shot not. it a few years ago, and he wasn't even. The, he was a co-star. He wasn't even the main star. It's an but, ensemble cast of yeah. people. He's one of well, them, and it made like it on Nantucket. If, if that was your big movie three years ago, you shoot it. You know, and he and does this. You're and... in it, and you're in with Kevin Spacey. All of this happens, and then your big break goes. Mmm. Kevin, time on the set. Get your hands out of the guy's pants. Oh, all right, come God. on. Time on the set. Here we go. And details on the funeral service for Aretha Franklin are out. The Queen of Soul's private funeral will be held August 31st at the Greater Grace Temple in Detroit. I like to be... watch that one. She will be entombed at Woodlawn Cemetery in Detroit with her other family members. A publicist says there's a viewing uh, next week, August 28th and 29th, oh. at the Museum of African American History. Uh, up there as well. That's going to be a hell of a service. Oh, yeah. That's a real foot stomp and gospel like extravaganza. I bet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be televised or what. Um, oh, the best in hip-hop and music over the past year are being recognized tonight at the 2018 MTV Video Music Awards. I'm in. The VMAs, they call it, Jim, just in case you wanted to yeah. know that. Rapper Cardi B is the lead. She has 10 nominations, followed by Jay-Z and Beyonce. They have eight. Childish Gambino and Drake, they have seven. All four artists are up for video of the year that I just mentioned. The wow. show's list of performers includes Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, J-Lo, Sean Mendez, and uh, Panic at the Disco. It's better call Saul on tonight or tomorrow night? Tonight. Monday night. Monday, Monday night. always Monday. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer your question. I'll just say Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on Monday night. Yeah, but Jim wanted to know if it was tonight or tomorrow. Monday night. Yeah. Well, that's right. And got into a groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last uh, last episode. I like first the one. I liked one. as well, but the right. second one, yeah, I'm gonna start getting. First one, it took groove. me a while, but you know, I'd like to watch the whole thing. The first like, one, it took Moira. It took her until she it. learned that you liked it. Then she liked it. No, I didn't like it. I never said I liked it. It was very slow. It was super slow. Run for tax collector mode. Do me a favor. Uh, happy, yeah. happy. We birth. get you. We could. You could run for that. We, you could win that. Uh, yeah, I can guarantee uh, that. Yeah, and then you get to pull people over. Uh, no, you don't. That's what. That's yeah, exactly. His or if you're pulled over, you yeah, can say, no. "I'm a constitutional officer." Yeah. You're you not going to give a, oh, a traffic ticket to a constitutional officer, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a that's jackass easy. this he guy is. is. Awful. This is Joel Green, thirty-three-year-old mm. jackass. Is that all he is? Thirty-three. I think thirty-three, thirty-four. Yeah, pissant. Hey, I'm just asking for a friend. Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, of course. There you go. Let him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> happy, happy birthday to Amy Adams. Was Adolf oh. Hitler such a bad guy? Just asking for a friend. A friend, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amy Adams from The Fighter and, you know, other yeah, I like Amy Adams. Oh, Redheadish. I know one. who she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. She's Jim a, goes. She's Jim goes. Oh, oh younger. 30... Oh, older. Five. Older, Pinkman. Much older. Forty. Forty-four. Yes, forty-four. Jack knew. Yeah, Dang, he was oh, right. Yep. Yeah, she's on that HBO <laughs> mystery. It's slow. Uh, what did I only do but try to give you guys good advice yes. in the right direction? And you, well, Pinkman took you up on it, but Man, I, don't I know. didn't go high enough. Happy, happy birthday to Al Roker. Oh, no idea. Here's what's happening in your neck. Mm-hmm. Of the woods. That's the one. Sixty-seven. <sighs> right. I feel like that's close? close. I think that I'll go sixty-five. No, I don't want to jump in the Fox, you don't have don't. to. That's you not your job. No, no, you always no, lose out when you do. He's younger. He's no. younger. He's younger. I don't think he is. 69. He's younger. He's 64, Jim. I told nice you. Work. Oh! This is stupid. <laughs> I feel like I'm winning here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Whoever said 65, I think that was you, Jim, that right? That was Jim. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 64, so you get that one. And but finally, come on, bring it on. Uh, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Oh, older. <laughs> older? He didn't even know what he said yet. I know what he's thinking. 73. He, Damn it. Yeah, probably. Yes. Oh! oh! No. 71? Seventy. Yeah. Right, Pink. Pink. There it is. There it is. There it is. And that's the Lottie Dodd. Just call me Mary. Oh yeah, I did. I saw a documentary, oh, uh, uh, Michael Caine documentary, not on Michael, Michael Caine, Caine, but on the changes in London during the nineteen sixties. It was pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, it was very good. Yeah. It's the Phillips file. On we're going to open up the lines. We'll choose one yes, of you please. at random to play against Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin upcoming next on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Yeah, we don't like you either, but it's a really easy way to keep up with all our contests. Facebook slash Real Radio Orlando. From the. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Yeah, Sean's on the line. He'll play against Pinkman in this bonus. This round of closest to the pin, Sean knows if he wins, he will receive a You Matter business card that will guarantee him good fortune for the rest of his life. Sean also knows if he loses to Pinkman, it's bad luck for him for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap for the game, all right? There you go. See you later. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Sean, how are you today? Pretty good, sir. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Sean. Ten questions for you, including the crow question at the end. Speak nice and clearly into the telephone so we can record your answers. Here we go. Ready? Yes, sir. All right. Countdown for Sean. In three, two, one, begin. Sean Rudy Giuliani said yesterday, the truth is not the truth. In the movie A Few Good Men, Jack Nicholson said, you can't handle the truth. That movie came out in what year? 1989. American writer Jack London wrote Call of the Wild. He died at what age? 83. The Wild Ones is a movie starring Marlon Brando. It was released in what year? 1961. 1961. Actor Lee Marvin was also in that movie. Marvin died in what year? Uh, 2002. The late R&B singer Marvin Gaye had a hit song called I Heard It Through the Grapevine, released in what year? Uh, uh, 58. American journalist Gay Talese wrote an article about Frank Sinatra for Esquire magazine, now considered one of the greatest magazine articles ever written. It was published in what year? 77. Frank Sinatra died in 1998 at what age? Uh, 88. Sinatra was born in Hoboken, New Jersey. What's the population of Hoboken? 17,000. Sinatra won the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Ronald Reagan in what year? 1983. Get it within 200, you win outright. If Frank Sinatra was a crow in Palm Springs, California, where he lived in retirement, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Hoboken, New Jersey? Ooh, uh, that would be 
3,800 miles. Time. All right. There we go. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Hang in there, Sean. Mm-hmm. That's Mr. Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman rolled the dice. I don't think it really makes too much difference. You know. Well, of course it does. Nah, it doesn't. Nah, nah. What? So. Just skip the dice today. Let's move on. Oh. I'm thinking about increasing the handicap. What? Yeah. Why? Because it's just, you know, people on the line, they're nervous. You're doing too well. You know? yeah. Oh, has this, has this. He rolls two dice. Whatever he rolls, double it. Separately. Now, one roll, you take off 18 seconds. The second roll, you multiply it by what's left. Uh-huh. Wait, what? <laughs> don't let him bamboozle like you. I don't like right, roll the dice. Let's determine your handicap. It's I'm... at 18. Whatever you roll, we'll take off that number. All right. There you That's go. Fair. Yeah. Let's make it as convoluted as possible. Oh, boy. Square roots, please. Oh, yeah. A 10. What? Right. That's nine. nine. Eight seconds. Doesn't I have 10 matter. questions for you. Are you ready? Won't matter. Here yeah. we go. In three, two, one, begin. Rudy Giuliani. Uh, come on. Said yesterday. All right. None of said this yesterday counts. that truth is not the truth. In the movie A Few Good Men, Jack Nicholson said, You can't handle the truth. That movie came out on what year? 91. Uh, American writer Jack London wrote Call of the Wild. He died at what age? Uh, 67. The Wild Ones is a movie starring Marlon Brando. It was released in what year? 1963. Actor Lee Marvin was also in that movie. Marvin died in what year? 90. The late R&B singer Marvin Gaye had a hit song called I Heard It Through the Grapevine, released in what year? 1968. American journalist Gay Talese wrote an article about Frank Sinatra for Esquire magazine, now considered one of the greatest magazine articles ever written. It was published in what year? Uh, 1957. Frank Sinatra died in 1998 at what age? Uh, 71. Sinatra was born in Hoboken, New Jersey. What's the population of Hoboken? 30,000. Sinatra won the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Ronald Reagan in what year? 1985. Get it within 200. You went outright. If Frank Sinatra was a crow in Palm Springs, California, where he lived in retirement, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Hoboken, New Jersey? Ooh, uh, 1,200. Time? Mm. All right. Ooh, it's so close. Let's score the game. I'm calling my lawyer. Uh, The movie You Can't Handle the Truth, A Few Good Men. Uh, That movie came out of what year, Sean said? 89. Pinkman. 91. 92. Ooh, Pinky American writer Jack strong. London, he wrote Call of the Wild. He died at what age, Sean said? 83. Pinkman. 67. 40. Oh, Pinkman. Wild wow. Ones with uh, Marlon Brando released in what year, Sean said? 61. Pinkman. 63. 53. Oh, Sean's on the board. Actor Lee Marvin was in that movie. Marvin died in what year, Sean said? 2002. Pinkman. 90. 87. Pinkman, 3 to 1. Uh, Marvin Gaye. Uh, had a song, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, released in what year, Sean said? 58. Pinkman. 68. Right on the money, 1968. Oh, Pinkman. Ooh. I know my Marvin Five Gaye. to one. The great American journalist Gay Talese wrote an article about Frank Sinatra for Esquire. I think it was called Frank Sinatra Has a Cold. Mm. It's now considered one of the greatest magazine <laughs> articles ever written. Published in what year, Sean said? 77. Pinkman. 57. 66. Uh, that's one closer to Pinkman, I think. Right? 11 away from him. 66. I was nine away. And you're nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Frank Sinatra died in 98 at what age? Sean said. 88. And Pinkman. 71. 82. That's, I knew that's it. That's him. Yeah. Sean. Sinatra, born in Hoboken, New Jersey. What's the population of Hoboken? Sean said. 17,000. Pinkman. 30,000. 50,000. That's Pinkman. Two to go. Mm-hmm. Sinatra won the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Ronald Reagan in what year? Sean said. 
83. Pinkman. 85. Right on the money. 1985. Pinkman, double points. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your only hope, Sean, is to get this uh, within 200. If Frank Sinatra was a crow in Palm Springs, California, where he lived in retirement, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Hoboken, New Jersey? Sean said. 3,800. Pinkman. 1,200. No, Frank would have to fly. Old Blue Eyes would have to fly a total of 2,425 miles. Pinkman is closer and wins the game. Yay! Sorry, Sean. Oh, Sorry, boom. buddy. That's the way it goes. <laughs> bad luck for you, Sean. 24 hours of bad luck for you starts right now. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. With the handicap, Mm -hmm. Mr. Pinkman would have edged out Sean by 21 seconds. happens. (laughs) And how slow you read the first question. Even Mm. using the false start. (laughs) Frank Sinatra has a cold. Mm -hmm. Who could forget? Yeah, so what was that? Yeah, it was a documentary of Michael Caine. And it was about Michael Caine becoming an actor and all about uh, London in the 1960s and how London was changing. And, you know, this was the start of the British invasion. It all started in London, really, and then came over across the pond to the United States. Mm-hmm. And it was it was awful. No, oh, It wasn't sorry. very good at all. Well, you interviewed all these people and you never see these people. Mm-mm. You know, he's talking to all these people who were part of that scene in the 1960s, and you actually hear some of the voices, and you go, well, you're showing me when they're in their prime. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Kay was a pretty good-looking uh, chap, you know, 6'2", Alfie, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yes. Oh, he's sitting there yakking away. You know, he's talking to all these photographers and actresses and, and actors and you know, you hear them speak about how wonderful it was in London to be in London in the 1960s. You ever see him? Mm-hmm. Cool. Not so much. <laughs> not cool, bro. Yeah, not cool, bro. That's where it started. Anyway, and I saw an old Clark Gable movie. How was that? Well, when I was eight years old, it was great. Mm. The wait, the one with him and Spencer Tracy drilling for oil? No, no, no. It's the one with him and Burt Lancaster, where they're in the submarine. Mm. Oh, okay. Because I I started watching a Clark Gable movie. I got like fifteen minutes in there. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you have to realize you have to you have to be in the you have to be in the in the spirit of the times. I understand. Uh, okay. And at two in the afternoon on a Saturday, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, so uh, Don Rickles was in this movie, as a matter of fact. Now, that's but, always a good time. Well, not really. <laughs> it wasn't you Don Rickles mood, from the though. beach, uh, beach uh, blanket movie. Oh, it was well, Don Rickles not being funny Don Rickles. It was just Don Rickles. Run silent, run deep. Yeah, exactly. No. What year was that, 58? Yes, points. No. Oh, the movie I was watching was 1940. Oof. It was just no. Really? But I'm thinking about growing one of those Clark Gable mustaches. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually drew one on with my wife's. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> like, you know, the oh, marker, oh, uh, you know what Eyebrow you call pencil? It? Yeah, it looked pretty scarlet. damn good. <laughs> you think so, huh? Mm-hmm. I do scarlet. How'd that go over? I do scarlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Are you- <laughs> That was a big hit at home, It wasn't too bad. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. 
that thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. Peeper. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. It's the Phillips file where the truth is not the truth. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. (laughs) Uh, Well, Jim, indeed, the truth is not the truth. What does that mean? Well, there's really only one person who can explain exactly what that means, but I'm not sure we'd understand him if he did explain what that means. I'm talking about uh, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, one of the attorneys uh, working for President Trump, he was on Meet the Press and was speaking with Chuck Todd yesterday Oh, it morning. isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. <laughs> oh, it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Truth isn't You're truth. Saying. You said yeah. truth isn't truth. Truth isn't yeah. truth. Yeah, but he... America's the mayor. He was going, it was going back and forth. And, and, and he said, Chuck, don't put your hand like this on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him? He's like, yes, Chuck, okay. they caught him going like, oh, my well, God, slapping his when forehead. When you look like, at, uh, at Chuck Todd's hairline, I would advise him not to put his hand over that either. Oh, God. He's got to do something about that hair. You don't want to stunt the growth of what he's got. Oh, well, it's not a lot. Uh, come on. No, it's not. I'm not going to be rushed into having him testify so that he gets trapped into perjury. And when you tell me that, you know, mm. he should testify because he's going to tell the truth and he shouldn't worry. Well, that's so silly because it's somebody's <laughs> version of the truth, not the truth. Oh, it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. It's someone's version of it. It's alternative oh, facts. Ass. What are you talking about? Well, that's what uh, uh, John Oliver was asking <laughs> on, uh, uh, what is it, last week tonight? Yeah, that's right. funny, that show. Yeah, he, so he was playing it so you can hear his audience in the background, but it, it's a little more from Rudolph Giuliani's interview with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. Well, because the meeting was uh, originally for the purpose of getting information about about Clinton. The meeting turned into a meeting. Which in itself, it's attempted what? collusion. I understand. No, you not. just said it. It meeting was intended to get dirt on Hillary Clinton from a criminal no, lawyer. No, no. That was no. the intention of the meeting. You just said it. What is Giuliani doing? And why does the White House keep letting him go on TV? Because at this rate, Trump is going to wind up behind bars with Giuliani visiting him and saying, don't worry, Donald, prison isn't prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It was just bizarre. But basically saying the White House, the, the, the Trump Tower meeting was to get, uh, you know, what we all knew, but they were saying, no, it was about adoption. Now they're saying, no, it was about Getting dirt on Hillary. There's the uh, illegal part. Well, there's the collusion uh, it's part. It's not illegal. necessarily conspiracy. They colluded. There's no yeah. question about collusion. There's yeah. now the mm. question of whether it's uh, legal right. or whether it's a crime, whether it meets the standard for conspiracy, which is a crime. Bizarre. Weird. However, it uh, you know it wasn't the most bizarre thing to happen. Uh, How is that well, possible? Well, that's just tell me more. Well, no. Let, well, let's see where no? we want to jump next. Mm. You want to get away from the president for it a minute? Doesn't matter to me. Uh, oh, it's a feel good story. Okay. Well, no, it's a feel something story. Mm. It's not really good. Um, here is Harrisburg Diocese head bishop. Ronald Gainier, also known as Captain Obvious, with his understatement. Past leadership of the diocese uh, did not do enough to protect the children entrusted to the church's care. The the report reveals the failures and the heinous actions on the part of some of the priests. Yeah, a bit. We're talking about over 300 Mm -hmm. priests, I think 301 priests uh, throughout Pennsylvania, 
Uh, and it was all headed by Attorney General Josh Shapiro, you know, talking about you know, over a thousand victims Yikes. over the past 70 years. Mm-hmm. Here is Josh Shapiro, Attorney General, Pennsylvania. All of the victims were brushed aside in every part of the state by church leaders who preferred to protect the abusers and their institutions above all. This is this is an institution that needs to be shook up. No kidding. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's on the part of the parishioners. That's on the part of the people who have the faith. This is, uh, you know, this is just a nasty business. And and what they label as inappropriate behavior. Don't don't be shy about what happened. Priests here. were rape, raping little boys and girls, and the men of God who were responsible for them not only did nothing, they hid it all for decades. These priests were giving out uh, crucifixes, gold crucifixes, Mm -hmm. to some of the children so that other abusive priests would know who was the most vulnerable. Gosh. So that's like a sign, huh? Yeah, it's a sign. Yeah. Yeah. little Johnny, you know, I uh, I diddled him a couple of dozen times, and uh, he's easy prey there, Father O'Diddle. That's just wrong. You know, you have the physical and you have the psychological trauma. Thank you. That they would put these people through from people that you know, would proclaim to be of higher moral standing. Yes. Acting in, in acting immorally. It, it's, it's disgusting behavior. Surrounded by adults enabling their abuse, we're taught that this abuse was not only normal, but that it was holy. The pattern was abuse, deny, and cover up. And they get away with it, and the message is sent somehow. I'm not quite sure. Hey, this is, hey, this is a great place for pedophiles to be. You know, if you're into molesting children, the Catholic Church, as it now exists and probably has been this way for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, this is a great place to be if you're a pedophile. Oh, Jim, it's dropped off significantly since uh, 2002. Oh, yeah. yeah. At that point, around 2000, 2002, there's a precipitous decline in the occurrence of these horrible actions. Oh, shut the Oh, my. Up. Thank you, Bishop Gaynor. So yeah, well, I think it's the faithful that are going to have to take the bull by the horns and 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 shake it up. This is not over with by any stretch of the imagination. And now the question is whether attorneys general in other states will be as involved. If it happened in Pennsylvania, which is a very strong Catholic state, there's no question about yeah. that. But uh, well, because we know uh, Boston, the movie Spotlight chronicled um, them uncovering the, the cover up there, but it doesn't mean it it stopped. You know, but it, the Catholic Church has been protecting these monsters, and they have to be—they have to kind of pay penance for their sins. Well, you have to be accountable. The church has to be accountable. It's institution. It's baked into the cake. Now, I, I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. I just don't want to be. I have no personal reason to be part of that anymore. But boy, oh boy. As far as the as far as the institution, as I said before, if this was a corporation, it would be the largest corporation on the planet, employee wise and wealth wise. Oh yeah, they're loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can't find another corporation on the planet that has is, that has this many employees mm-hmm. and this amount of wealth. Boy, boy, and, and even if you know if you're not a victim, you know, you're part of the faithful. 
And this all comes crashing down. I mean, my God almighty, you put your life into the church, you know, you donate to the church, you have all the faith in, in, in your faith and in the, in the, in the priests and the bishops and the diocese and then this kind of stuff. It's going on in Pennsylvania, folks. It's going on privately in your diocese. It happened in Central Florida, too. Can't remember how many years ago, maybe 30 years ago, when some of this stuff came, came to light. And I don't know if, if there was a thorough, enough of a thorough investigation about what took place in Central Florida. Just saying. You have to be vigilant now when you're sending your kids to, you know, the altar boys or to Sunday school or without supervision. I would be very nervous sending my kid to. No disrespect. Know. I wouldn't let, If I had kids, I wouldn't let them get uh, within 100 yards of these people. And I, I know when it happens to a Jewish person, I feel a sense of embarrassment and shame. Well, who wouldn't? You know, so I understand that there are Catholic people who are people of faith, who are good, upstanding, moral. You, ethical even snookered. you just feel like it's, it's oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. It's one of ours. You're, psycho- you know, like, you're, you're psychologically uh, uh, scarred by it. Yeah. Who wouldn't or traumatized by it? You know. Forget the, don't forget, I don't mean it that way, but the victims themselves, but people who put all their lives into their faith, and we all know them. Yeah. You know, this is the, you know, and they're going, what the, no pun intended, what the hell? Oh, boy. Mm. Sorry. Pisses me off. It is troubling. It is. Um, In my church, I have a great relationship with the people in that church. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to what happens outside of that church like it's but i know it's all connected so i can't just remove it from right from the diocese responsibility i mean Uh, i mean there is obviously a connection so any support you give you're supporting an organization that has still not really come to terms and been fully open about this is it an independent investigation that needs to be conducted yes the catholic church should be calling for that the Catholic, yes. The it, Catholic it, Church yeah. is that we, we, we're here. We're open all our books open are open. Yeah. All our history is open. We call on academics. We call on historians. If need be, we call on political organizations to get to the bottom of this. When it takes the Pope, who knew this was coming down the pike, two days to respond to it. His letter was pretty good, though, this morning I, when I heard it. Yeah, his he's pretty good, good at letters. He's... You know, forget the letters. Let's get going with some action. This is a gigantic religious institution that needs to be uh, uh, shaken up at the core. I mean, Otherwise, this kind of stuff will continue. The Catholic Church has big organizations, whether they're corporations or religious organizations. Mm-hmm. They get so big that the number one responsibility they see is to keep the organization going. Don't let the organization fall apart. Yeah. The purpose of the church, in my view, is to enhance your relationship with God. What this does is it hinders, mm-hmm. and it gets in the way. I can see that. And it is just the complete opposite of the behavior you would expect from people who are teaching the Word of God. Because right. you put clergy on a pedestal, and you don't expect those people that you put your hopes in and that are leading the flock or leading the congregation. Who is more morally respected in any community. And when those people let you down, it really is a a punch to the gut. Well, maybe I would think, I I think that's part of the fallacy. Yeah. Part of the fallacy is to believe that these people are are morally superior to anybody else, and they're not. 
to, you know, talk to talk to your priest at your church. Say, look, you know, you're not higher up in the church than I am. At least that's that. Uh, I yeah. think that's the way to approach it. And say, I want you to say something about this. You know, whose permission do you need? Here we go again. What do you need? The permission of the bishop or the monsignor? And then the monsignor has to ask the bishop, and the bishop has to go to the archbishop. Then the archbishop has to go to the cardinal. Then the, then the College of Cardinals has to ask the pope. I mean, what the, what the what's going on here? Mm. Forget about it. Yeah. To not talk about it at all, though, seems like you're, you know, really put, putting your head in the sand. It's an institution. It's like a corporation. It, I'm telling you, it's a corporation where they need permission. They have to go up the ladder before they can say anything. Yeah. Otherwise, they get in trouble. And before you know it, they're shipped out to East Bajip. That's the way corporations work, and that's the way the Roman Catholic Church has worked for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And, you know, you you know, you don't toe the line. Boom. Yeah, yeah, we'll move you. We'll move you. Mm -hmm. We don't care what you do. You can diddle little kids. You can have sex with women, even though you can talk about the all-male priesthood and all that baloney. And uh, but don't 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 cross the line. Don't 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 make us don't piss us off because if you piss us off within the church, then we get rid of you. We'll ship you off some other place. Good luck. Sorry. I get wound up when it comes to what's the accountability. You know, what is the what's the. What's the chain of command? In other words, if you know that there's a violator, what's the deal with what? I feel like Jerry. So what's the deal with moving them somewhere else and not telling them that the new parish, that this guy has a track record? You know, they sort of bury that and send them elsewhere. And that's to me. the You need to go to law enforcement and not hide it from law enforcement. Right. Now, I know if, if somebody gets fired from a job, let's say here, and, and your new employer calls, and they, all they can say is, he worked here from 2010 yeah. to 2017 and blah, blah, blah. What happens when you call the parish where they used to work? This is, this is a, an MO that's been going on for hundreds of years, oh. you know, if not more, and, and it's worked. And it kept working, and it kept working, and it until was it effective. Didn't, yeah, and, yeah, until you know it's coming to light. And you thought Spotlight, the, at least the movie, and oh, right. I refer to the movie, but I mean the uh, exposing the scandal in Boston would have changed some of the inner workings. But these, I, I think, of any organization, harken back, hold on to their long-running customs, good and bad, you know, with a tighter grip. Than any other organization. Didn't happen after Ireland. Yeah. Didn't happen after Boston. South America. What about there? Uh, not uh, in Peru, where the you know That's we've got the the Roman Catholic Church is a growing problem in Australia. Um, the question is whether attorneys general in other states will say, "Hey, if it happened in Pennsylvania, uh, we at least need to we owe it to the uh, to to the citizens of the state to make sure," you know. Yeah, this is not or has not been going on here either. Yeah, they need to step aside. That's how you shake it up. Just got somebody who says, "Look, I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a connection here, except other to, you know, to protect people. That's a responsibility. That's the responsibility of adults. Mm-hmm. And if the Catholic Church can't protect children, well, then somebody else has to step in and protect them." Wow. 
One, two, three, four, five, six. But you had other stuff. No. I didn't even get yeah, the half the audio file. No, it's, it's an important with... topic, and and it's one that I feel for you. I mean, I, I mean, if you, I mean, for oh. a practicing Catholic, I feel, you know, I feel for you. That's got to be a hard road up. Yeah, ho. It is. I mean, it doesn't bother you know? Doesn't I can get pissed off as much as I want? I don't owe anything to the Catholic Church. I I had my days with the Catholic Church. You know, I, I have no connection to the church whatsoever, nor do I care to have any connection with the church or any other church. I, I, but, but boy, if you're practicing, I mean, just the, I mean, just the, I would imagine there are a certain number of people who've just lost their faith. It, it's, it's routine though. It's, it, you know, you, you go every Sunday, so you go to church and you're sitting there and it, you know, it's filled with people and you wonder, are they thinking about this? To, to be honest, like it went through the mass and then I'm like, wait a second, nothing was said. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "That was strange." Yeah, I bet and, you. I wonder what percentage of people, when they see the priest up at the altar, yeah. you know, and Expect, and gi- yeah. giving mass, how many of them at least have the fleeting moments that you ever do anything with a kid? I bet you more than fifty percent at least have that thought that it goes zoom, zoom, zoom. Stay yeah. nice, stay there a while, maybe, but at least say, "Hey, you ever, you know, are you one of them?" No matter how much you might know. About your about your, your uh, priest, priest in your yeah. parish, your mm-hmm. parish priest. You don't know anything about them, other than, you know, the communion, another one in passing, or maybe at the uh, church uh, potluck supper or something, yeah. trying to raise some money Bingo. for the diocese sure. or whatever it is. Yep. But behind the scenes, you don't know whether they're ha- molesting kids. You don't know if they're having sex with one another. You don't know whether uh, they're having sex with theologians. You don't know whether they're having sex with nuns or parishioners or whatever the hell's going on, whether they got a drinking problem, whether they're doing drugs. You don't know, any- you don't know anything about anybody. But I'll bet you those people sitting in that church, every Roman Catholic church this past Sunday, there's a certain percentage of people, and I would say a lot that said, oh, what about you? And just and just for a couple of seconds. Did you eh. say that a lot of parishes did say something from the sermon? Yeah, I was, reading, yeah, I was reading this morning uh, about some uh, speaking full-throatedly about uh-huh. it, others, you know, uh, just, uh, you know addressing it, and some no. not at all. But I, I saw one comment by one woman... 30-year-old woman uh, with a baby saying, I feel like they're picking on the Catholic Church. This happens in all walks of life. And that that was the just a shocking belief to She's me. She's willing to just write that, it off that, like that, that? Oh, they're picking on the church. It's kind of like, oh, we're a victim here. Their faith is so yeah. strong. And they're such a part of the community. Their faith and, and their church is such a part of their community, such a part of their communal existence, you know, that I don't want to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. I can't believe it. This is outside the Catholic Church as well. It's because the Protestant churches are not integrated as the Roman Catholic Church is as an institution. This kind of stuff happens in Protestant churches. It happens in the evangelical churches as well. To what extent, I don't know. But it happens. But there's not the Holy See. There's not the, this hierarchy of the rungs of the ladder. You've got to report it here, report it here, report it here, report it here. It's really up to the individual churches, Protestant churches, that protect their own. Same damn thing. I bet it's, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same rate of molestation as the Catholic Church. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An English man was reported missing by his wife of 27 years after he didn't return home from his alleged visit with a nearby relative. 
as it turns out he was found in Utah married to a different woman. His wife may be mad but clearly he was just trying to get dual citizenship to help out his original family. Next, a Pennsylvania teacher who moonlights as a Nazi-themed wrestler is being allowed to keep his job. Sounds like his career is no longer, on the ropes. Finally, a main restaurant is getting threats because they changed their fries from crinkle cut to straight cut. A local resident is quoted as saying he didn't sign ear for the change. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Eye Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Orlando City defends their pitch versus rival Atlanta United FC this Friday. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. on Real Radio 104.1 and iHeartRadio. I don't hear this song ever again. Gladly. I'm out of here in a few months. I never want to hear that song again. And uh, Well, I can't speak to your time after you leave here. However, I will <laughs> do this for you. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye, Ellen Jackson. Oh. Here is uh, Phil on Real Radio. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, how you doing? All right. Hey, you know, I was listening to my son and myself. We travel from uh, up towards uh, the Ocala area to Orlando every day, and uh, I think we listened to you last Friday talking about the priests and that, the mm-hmm. Pennsylvania thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, a, uh, it's called SNAP. It's Survivor's Network Against Priests. And uh, I was an altar boy back in the 70s. Right. So were my brothers, 13 of us, actually. Wow. And they were all, the Catholic Church pretty much, uh, our, our priests have been doing it since the late 40s, the 50s, the 60s, all the way into the 70s. And uh, they kept moving from church to church. Mm-hmm. He get in trouble, and they knew it. Yep. And we took them. We took them to court in Milwaukee. And uh, very interesting that in 2000, I think it was like 2008, we subpoenaed them, and they uh, here come, They said they had no records of him, and he's dead. Thank God. Uh, he won't hurt anybody else anymore. But uh, it's very interesting that the church, uh, after they got subpoenaed. All these records came out that it was true. He was boogering kids for all those years. And when he get in trouble, the church would move him. Yeah, they'd always move him. And that's just yeah, they move it. The they, yeah, they'd move him to another parish, and uh, that priest would continue uh, to uh, molest children, and it went on and on and on and on. And when they went to the parish, when the parish said, "Hey, what happened to Father O'Malley, who whatever, right. who's been here for three oh, yeah. decades?" They say, "Oh, he had a, a medical condition," or or they say, "Well, he decided, uh, yeah, um, just a couple of days ago to take immediate retirement." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because oh, yeah. because the heat was coming on. Yeah, we uh, we sat down in Milwaukee back in 2003, 13 of us altar boys, guys and girls, and uh, they're all childhood friends. I'm 60 years old, and uh, you know, and they they sat there at that table and lied to us. You know, oh, we have no record of this, we have no record of that, right. and uh, the, the biggest thing out of it, um, they, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's very amazing when the the heat really came back on again back in like 2008. Right. The Milwaukee Archdiocese took $60 million and transferred it to the cemetery fund and declared bankruptcy. Yeah, well, you know, people have so much <laughs> faith. I mean, I mean, you're brought, if you're brought up in the faith, mm-hmm. I mean, you have so much, you have so much trust in, in, in the priests. In the clergy. They yeah. are the, you know, they are, and, and they're given, they're provided privileges. They're provided privileges yeah. because 
Catholics, Roman Catholics are led, as I was when I was a Roman Catholic, you're led to believe yeah. that your priest, your parish priest, is 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 representing Jesus Christ on earth. That's the way that it's sold. And so when you yeah. when, when you keep building yourself up and you continue to hear that message, you know, your faith is in the priest. I mean, you've got to have a lot of evidence before you're going to vote, geez, what, what, what was happening there? I mean, that's, 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 that's part of the process. The institu- I believe the institution itself yeah. is, as, is as guilty as the molester because the institution builds up the priest as something that's better or more important or has more power than the parishioners themselves, which I happen to believe is a bunch of hokum. I'm not part of the church anymore, thank yeah. God. No, no pun and, intended. And you know what? It, the, the long and the short of it is... I saw some, you know, my, my parents were wealthy and this and that, and so, so were a lot of my friends, but one particular family that uh, was very wealthy, when their son came back, when this all blew up, they walked away from him. Yeah. Because they, they said, you're lying. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's the bad part of it. Yeah, I don't think the story is. Yeah. i got to run, but I, I good call. I okay. don't think this story is over by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. not just in Pennsylvania, but I think you're going to hear this popping up all over the place. Here's Sanji on Real Radio. Go ahead. Sanji. Oh, sorry. Hi. Um, I'm just uh, concerned that this might not just go away um, with a negative thing around it. It's good that all these uh, situations are coming out. People might just start thinking instead of following without just giving, uh, you know, a second thought to the whole story. I believe I grew up in a Catholic school needing to go to, you know, church every Sunday. Otherwise, I would just go be, you know, immortal sin and all this. But it Slowly, I started questioning a lot of stuff, and I should. Uh, I want to just add that maybe we should just celebrate that these things are really finally out there, and people talking about it the way it should. Yeah, maybe. Maybe is what we should do. People of all faiths should demand from the local district attorneys and state attorneys, whomever they might be. So, what do you know about this? Mm. What do you know about this? I'll tell you right now, the Roman Catholic Diocese in Central Florida is one of the largest property owners in Central Florida. That They're filthy rich, as they are in many parts of the United States. Right. And when you're filthy rich and you own a lot of property, you wield a lot of power in any community. And I think it's, it was this way for a while, where the Catholic Church, you said, you know, if, if something came to light, politically speaking, you know, the state attorney might contact the diocese, and the diocese might say, well, you know, you got to remember... You know, the number of Roman Catholics who live in the community. you got to remember, you know, they all, you know, many of them vote. You know how that works, that, 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 that use of power. And uh, I don't want anybody telling me that that power hasn't been utilized somewhat to some fashion, to some degree, in Central Florida over the years, as it's been used in other communities. But many big Catholic communities, whether they be Pittsburgh or whether they be Boston or New York, and I think it's probably happened here. It's up to the citizens to go to the state's attorneys and say, what do you know about this? And do you know anything about this? I mean, what do you know from the past? You're the state's attorney. you got the records. What, what was going on in this community? Tell me, 30 years ago. I can't remember the entire story. And the Sentinel doesn't have the staff anymore to be checking into this kind of stuff. And the television stations are too concerned showing you to fire at 3rd and Main 
to do anything about it or the latest shooting. For crying out loud, do you watch the weekend news anymore on TV? It's just one shooting after a knifing, after a shooting, after an armed robbery, a shooting, a shooting, shooting, weather, back to a shooting. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win your way to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas is just minutes away. On Real Radio Yeah, I don't want to hear him anymore either. You know, oh, you're getting very harsh now. No, I'm not getting, you know. You kind of just... are. You're just, <laughs> you're just cutting things right and li- willy-nilly, cutting things. Cutting things. Alan Jackson, Dover <laughs> By the way, I noticed the uh, AP Top 25 poll, collegiate football poll. Uh-huh. And uh, UCF? Uh, 21st. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, the they made that one, huh? And uh, Coach's Poll as well came in 23rd. Mm. FSU 19 in the Coach's Poll. FSU, I think, uh, 19, yeah, in the AP Poll. How about your... Yeah, oh, yeah they're, not, they're, not, they're uh, nowhere yet. Not even in no, there. No, you got you to have a winning season before you can be considered the previous season. Oh, you know, before you're even considered. Alabama's uh, ranked number one in the Coach's Poll. Alabama ranked number one. In the uh, top 25. So Roll there time. you go. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Here is uh, Eric. Eric, you're on Real Radio. Hello. Yes. We were talking about uh, religion. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I've listened to you for years, and I've enjoyed the show. Um, in my opinion, I don't even believe religion is real. What I think it is is human beings just decided that They've got to have control. If everybody believed that it was it after 80 years, nobody would work towards the future. I think religion has been a form of control since the beginning of its existence. Uh, I believe that there's any kind of force that's out there that's above and beyond all of us. I believe it's simply just Mother Nature. And with the Catholic priests and the other stuff going on, I just thought I'd, I'd call in and see what you thought of that. As far as, you know, it just being something for people to control other people. And it seems like it's always done that. The church tells everybody how to live. They're involved in our politics. They're involved in our government. And I, I just don't feel it's right. I think if there is a being out there that exists that is greater than us, the only way to contact or be in touch with him is through yourself. This organized religion, I've, I've never really thought much of it, to be honest with you. And the more we learn about it, the more it's devastating people's lives. I happen to believe, and it's just my thoughts. I can't uh, speak for anybody else. As a former uh, a person who belonged to organized religion, I, be- I just happen to believe myself. Organized religion is essentially revolves around the human being's fear of death. It's the unanswered question we ha- we don't have. We don't ha- we don't know. So somebody comes along and says, "You don't have to fear death because here's what's going to happen. We're going to tell you what's going to happen, and all you have to do is follow the dogma and believe what we tell you. And guess what? You have no fears whatsoever. Your question will be answered. You don't even have to think about it." I think organized religion offers a sense of community to many people. I think it offers a uh, a sense of opportunity to do good work, legitimate good work. For, for other human beings, I just don't, I personally just don't buy into the, uh, you've got to believe this in order for this to happen after after you die. And I think that's how they, I think that's essentially how organized religion sells it. So the, the, the only question we can't answer as human beings is what happens to us after death. But we do have an answer. And if you just follow, and by the way, give us some money too. 
uh, because it's very important, and we'll share with you and uh, share with you our belief. And as long as you share that belief and give us some money, and uh, we'll bless you. And as long as you're blessed, uh, you'll actually uh, you'll actually uh, buy into the idea that uh, that uh, you won't go to hell and and you go to heaven. I mean, that's a, in a nutshell. People who don't believe in organized religion don't believe in a supernatural power. Real atheists don't think about any of this kind of stuff. They don't even bother themselves with this until it intrudes upon them in some form or fashion. Unless organized religion or religious people hurt people, then we have a say. But other than thinking about, oh my God, organized religion and this and that, my belief is true atheists who do not believe in a supernatural power uh, controlling everything. Is it fate? Is it luck of the draw? God does them, it works in mysterious ways. There's always some kind of rationale, you know, for for people's faith. And I say, well, you, know, you don't quite understand. Oh, you know, you don't quite get it. Oh, well, you know, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Oh, it's fate. No, it's not fate. It's free will. It's back and forth. The ping pong. True atheists don't believe in any. It's not that they don't believe in it. They don't bother themselves with this. It's not to be, they don't worry about it. Only when people who are associated with organized religion begin to intrude upon our lives, either trying to force some kind of belief down our throats or engaging in some of this kind of nonsense uh, that you've seen uh, coming out of these uh, out of these parishes and out of these dioceses. Then we've got something to say. one No Monday movie review today. Um... Douglas is uh, out of town, I think, and Michael mm. has got some other things he has to do. But Jack did see oh, two here. movies, Jim. Yeah, and I'm really oh, interested oh. to see what, uh, to to hear what you thought of Black Klansman. I knew that would be your priority. I over almost mile went 22. and saw it <laughs> on Friday, but it was too hot. Jim, uh, good I didn't thing want to walk they, in the driveway. They now um, have these movies inside. And yeah. they have air conditioning. What? In fact, I drove a little bit extra to see Black Klansmen in Winter Park to enjoy oh, the, good the, the nice seating. Yeah, Tell yeah. me what you think. Um, I thought it was an excellent movie. I'm going four out of five on this one. Oh, what? It ended. You could have heard a pin drop in that theater mm-hmm. when a lot it of ended. Lot, yeah, it was almost full, if not full. Yeah. Um, um, there was applause at the end. Hmm. And then as I was leaving, I noticed it was definitely a majority white audience seeing this movie. Right. Um, however, there there's one thing that kind of, and I own, I know I've talked about this before, any based on true story movie, yeah. I always wonder where the line is. Mm. And for me, this almost goes into a category with The Greatest Showman. I thought The Greatest Showman was visually stunning. Uh, 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 the musically, it was, was it fantastic. Was yes, he played P.T. Barnum. But the truth over P.T. Barnum was uh, they kind of glossed over that and glorified the character for the sake of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've now learned since seeing the movie yesterday, they kind of, uh, Spike Lee took some liberties with the character in Black Klansman, Ron Stallworth, and their role in the 70s in this undercover operation. And it wasn't all as uh, altruistic 
as it, it comes across in the movie. Like he was he was more of a flawed hero, though you did not see the flaws in Spike Lee's adaptation of this story. Well, you always have to remember it's a movie. Yes. Always. Now. Just like JFK. Right. But when they the movie. what they do with the the bigger picture of the the feeling, the scenes, the attitudes at the time and how they connect that to modern day correct that's what leaves the movie theater silent that's what takes your breath away you at think the people end. are making that connection when they see this movie because all the reviews it's i've inevitable. read of this movie they say what you're seeing here has a connection to what's happening today without there a doubt is an existential connection yes. to what you're seeing on the screen to what is happening in our society today. Yes, without okay. a doubt. You you pick it up throughout and then at the end mm-hmm. the the connect they I, I I don't think I'm spoiling no, anything. In, oh. They they connect it to that you see clips of Charlottesville right. and stuff. You see the the, the direct connection. And, and I think so although he may have Spike Lee may have taken uh some licenses with the story itself I think overall it's more important to tell this story and how we are still living with this attitude and how it's always been there. And you might want to say Donald Trump made it okay for people to wave their flag literally and figuratively a little more proudly and maybe it reveals what's there. But the fact of the matter is it's there. It was there. And it remains there. Correct. And that's this current of racism, whether it's institutional, overt, and it's just, it's saddening. And you just left there, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you you don't, it's not a feel-good movie, but it's a real good movie. There's Ooh, a talk that Topher nice. Grace will be nominated nice. for an Academy Award playing David Duke. Yes? <sighs> no? He was good? I... I it I'm didn't, so excited. I will bet you a dollar right now, Pinkman. Oh, Topher Grace is nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. No deal. I think he'll probably get nominated. No, here we go. All right, just okay, nominated. I yeah, I, I'd go it. with the nomination okay, for right, that. Just saying. I, I think he was very good. But you're not saying he will win. I'm not saying that. Mm. I didn't no, walk away. I, I didn't see the movie. Yeah. Me neither. So Two, how yeah. many, Jack? Four, four out, out of five. five. I'm going four Pretty out of good. five on that. I like that. Did you say you saw two movies? I saw. I I went to both movies with one of my favorite people, me. I oh. went alone. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> and by the way, yeah. by the way, the the drawback on those really nice seatings at Winter Park was it vinyl. Le- I don't know if it's leather. It might be blue. Uh, vinyl. The lazy boy thing. Yeah, the yeah. lazy boy and it's electric. Yeah. Well, what movie happens movie. when vinyl rubs on vinyl? Squeaks. Squeaks. Yes. Would you wear vinyl pants? No, but when you no, but <laughs> I'm wearing the, my the me side, pants. the side of the chair. Maybe it's against the siding. So oh, the, the squeak. When I had to go to, I had to pick a spot to go to the bathroom. And when I got back, I couldn't say what I miss because I was by myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the mo- middle of the movie, it's like you pick a spot, then you hit that button, and it goes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so, you know, okay. then, then you duck out and you run to the bathroom, and it's like, do I wash my hands and miss another thirty seconds? Wait, so you. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you, you just drinking a lot of soda? Pants? 
Are you huh? drinking a lot of soda? I was going with an intent not to buy anything. Right. However, with my Regal card, they all got, oh, gave me okay. a free popcorn. And so with a free popcorn, I'm going to have to pay $5 for a bottle of water. Dang it. Therefore, I must drink said water. Therefore, that water must leave my body within 30 minutes of drinking. No way. <laughs> that was Denzel's son in the movie. Oh, yeah. He was great. Is it good? Yeah. Could you tell it's a Denzel? No, I didn't know it till a texter just said it was Denzel's son in the movie. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> didn't even know. I said it last week. That, uh, I don't listen to you, much. He makes I know the same you face, he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they say you can see some of the same. He just has Facial some of the same moves. Didn't even know it. Was he the black guy? Oh, stop it. No. Come on. <laughs> um. So, so Some of the Klansmen. Yeah. Mm. It, it was, uh, I, I like the movie. Mile 22 was another one I went to see. That's the yeah. new Mark Wahlberg action movie. No. Filled with action, nonstop. However, for me, it's just a little too much of these cut scenes where you can't follow a fight scene. You just see these moves where you can't even just look at it and understand what side is winning. Yeah. You know, because it's just so mm-hmm. flying at you so fast. It was just, it was like, okay, and... That movie was okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm. You, it's filled with action. You like action. You're going to like this. Um, but uh, it wasn't the greatest. Well, how many like, Jackies are you giving up? I'm going two and three quarters out of five. That's it? Two yeah. and three quarters out Just of five. Just under three. Maybe three. I'm leaning towards three, but three sounds really good. Well, I want to see Black Klansman. Mile yeah, what? It's good. Mile who? Mile, Hopefully it'll mile cool 22. off by Friday. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Want to play a game? Call now for closest to the pin, 407-916-1041. From the... That's the music. By the way, we've got uh, closest to the pin upcoming, uh, but we uh, have, still have to talk about Joel Greenberg. Joel Greenberg, of oh, course, boy. he's a piece of work. <laughs> oh, he's the—I don't know how you people in Seminole County elected you this people. doofus. Uh, Who yeah. knew at the time? You know, he remember it's Joel Valdez. Greenberg, the tax collector. Yeah. Tax collector is a so-called constitutional officer in the state of Florida. Yeah, <clears throat> and. Um, Oh, uh, and one of the occasions he uh, pulled somebody over with his tax collector, so the media reports say, with his, his tax badge. collector badge, because yeah, uh, he thought she was speeding, so I guess he wanted to he maybe issue a ticket or do uh-huh. something. Right. Well, that didn't go very far. Uh, number two. He got pulled over. Then he, get pu- he got pulled over, I think, at Lake Mary. He's running late for a meeting, and the officer is, I guess, getting ready to write him a ticket. And Greenberg, according to press account, said, well, you're not going to give a constitutional officer a ticket. You're not going to write. Can you- you're not going to do yeah. that, are you? Call, him un- call the police officer unprofessional. Yeah, He's- exactly. <laughs> he wanted professional courtesy. Yeah. He's now, now, this, uh, now this Greenberg character is uh, out with, uh, he posted a question on Facebook for a friend. And what was the question? Does anybody know it, when Muslims are added to the population, if there's any benefit when Muslims are added to the population? I'm just asking for just a friend. Just asking for a friend? Uh-huh. Why would you even do something like that? Because he's a maroon. Why don't you tell the friend, mm-hmm. you ask the question. I'm not going to do that. You're took, a moron is what you took are. It right off of Neil Bort's website. Just asking for a friend? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. 
You're asking for yourself is what you're doing. And you look like a bigot. Thank you, Joel. Whatever. Why would you even, you know, here we Moron. go again. It's one of those, hey, I'm mm. thinking about sending this out on, uh, I'm going to tweet it out or put it on Facebook. Think this is a good idea? No, Joel, don't Show do that. You know, what are you doing that for? Show it to somebody uh, first, you dingus. A friend? What friend? Uh, no, there's no friend. <laughs> if it's a friend, even if it is a friend, legitimately a friend, tell your friend to post it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Neil Bort's already posted Christ it. almighty, how did you people end up with this dimwit? Well, we had a guy that was no good anyway, so he was a replacement for a guy that nobody liked. Who had been in there for a hundred years? Come on, years. Mo, run! Oh, you vague. Yeah, do it. You won't. I can get you elected. I don't know. Joel Greenberg is one of the nominees for Orlando Weekly's Best Politician of 2018. <laughs> I, I'm looking at him. He's in a picture with Ron DeSantis and his uh, Trump endorsed the hats. Made in America. Oh boy. Well, that's a great choice. But it's a <laughs> between Joel Greenberg and DeSantis. No, no, no. No, they're pictured together. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that says a lot right there. Joel Greenberg. Isn't he the one that wanted all the clerks and the tax collector's office to, to be packing heat? Yes. He did say it was fine. When they went out to collect taxes from delinquents, yeah. uh, it was fine that they were armed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You put yourself out there right now. I know we, we used to talk about the tax collector down in Osceola County who also had a dress code and was very weird. He was a weird fella. He's still down there, I think. Yeah. You well, know, Mama Sita was uh, calling all the shots and, down there. You know, nobody could go up in the elevator, but she got some permission. I mean, I don't know what it is with this office, oh. but it's like cuckoo. Here's Joe, Joe Greenberg, tax collector is. for all yeah. of Seminole County. Yeah, yeah. What's he His said? post from two days ago. Ah, uh, the religion of peace and the party of tolerance until they disagree with you. Hypocrites, all of them. Vote Republican. Hashtag MAGA. You people in Seminole County, I'm telling you right now. I think he was listening to the show on Friday because we Why? were talking about this. We own mixed company. This is exactly what we were talking about. I'm sure. And, you know, all of a sudden they're now. They're talking he, about me. Yeah. He well, they're talking about me. No, we really weren't, Joel. I was. Douche. They're talking we're? about me. Mm-mm. Can't believe it. No. I'm now predicting your political Mm-mm. future is pretty well cooked. Yeah. I don't know, Jim. There's a lot of people posting support for they Mr. Greenberg. I love him. You know, you tell him. You tell him. I'll vote mm-hmm. for you anyway or anytime. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact. I don't think you ought to be collecting taxes from any of them people. What people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll collect taxes, but whatever. Take, make them take out, Joel, you make them take off that scarf when they come in your office. Oh, That's no. what I'm saying. Oh, no, 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 got that right. This is America. Constitutional officer. Thank Amen. you very much. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And then he said, well, I'm part of a really uh, prejudiced a group that's everybody hates I, he said, me. He, I think Something in an interview like with the Orlando Weekly, he says, well, I'm Jewish, the mo- one of the most hated groups. And it's like, what, what do you, whatever. Well, so so that gives not- you permission to be a, a dork? A, I was going to say a different word. Yeah, I, but you can't like say a, that. Nope. Why not? It's a medical yeah, advice. <laughs> Are you going to oh, say dip? Yeah, oh, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for... Uh, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. What? what do you want to do? I don't know if we have time for the game. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll delay it. We'll 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 yeah, we'll delay it. Why don't we delay it till uh, five something? Ish. Oh, what's today? Monday? Mm. Yeah. Kramer Unless comes you want to play six. it now and then we'll go late. Uh, we got other things to talk about. Jeepers. Mm. Uh, uh, no, that's fine. Hey, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, Pop. And we'll take it and then we'll break and then we'll come take back and we'll play the game and then Kramer will come in. 
Nice guy. And he'll he'll grade the he'll grade the quiz. I can't believe uh, of all the things you wanted to talk about, this wasn't on your list, Jim. Now it is time for your today weather, and this is one for the history books, if not a world record. There's not a cloud or a storm on the horizon, so get out, enjoy some time with the family on this beautiful day. There won't be anything quite like it again. Are we playing that because it's Al Roker's birthday, Jim, uh, yes. or because it's the day after Sharknado Six aired? Oh. No. Well, I didn't know there was a Sharknado 6. And they said Very it's going to be the last one in the series. <laughs> what will Tara Reid do now? Uh, oh speaking God. to her, she is getting uh, heat over Bizarre Interview. They think she might have been a little... Uh, a little uh, Tipsy? Um, I, oh, okay. I don't know. This one, you guys, oh, yeah. honestly, is beyond... Uh, it's, it's my favorite Stop one. It. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so bad that it's good. And it's just... I mean, we already like gone out of space. I already uh, had a baby inside of a shark. Okay. I mean, we, we've done everything. Yeah, I've heard that voice before. Yeah, you know how that sounds, right? <laughs> I, heard, yeah, I heard that voice many times. You heard it coming Jim? out of your own mouth? Oh, Is that yeah. what you're saying? It sounded just like Tara uh-huh. Reid. Last week, you cool. forgot to assign us Sharknado 6's homework, so I missed it. Me too. I did not want to. You know, there say. was one. Ugh, wait. Last time it was in Orlando and Cape Canaveral and Washington. Where was it? Oh, this that time? might have been two times ago. Oh, two I, times I, ago. That was the it. third one that was in Orlando. Yeah, now they've done six oh, already. They've done four and five. I missed. I guess well, I don't know. Four, five, and six. We missed. <laughs> Finn's still out there with his chainsaw. Oh, sure. I, that was in three. I think. Yeah. But he's in the, every one, right? But that's that's what. Oh yeah, he was in the shark and had to cut himself out. Didn't they <laughs> had a baby in there or something? Yeah, and she had a baby. Terry had a baby in the shark. Yeah. <laughs> It's so believable, Jim. <laughs> it is so believable. Is that why people watch it, Mo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God bless I, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play the game when we come back? They roll over and they... Yeah? Huh? Oh, yeah. Play? We're going to need a bigger boat. Mm-hmm. It's the Phillips file on real rate. That was uh, not in the script, by the way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that nice was ad-lib, right? The ad-lib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. out there with that cigarette in his mouth, we're going to need a bigger boat. Phillips file on real radio 104.1. Closest to the pin around the corner. First things first, here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A young hiker in the United Kingdom was rushed to the hospital after a sheep fell on them. Sounds like it fell off a sheer cliffside. Mm. Next, a man protested a Vejan festival by eating a raw veal heart in front of festival goers. If the knowledge of the ancients is true, he now has the strength of a small caged baby cow. Finally, a man dressed as Tinker Bell was removed from a flight after threatening fellow passengers. Good thing they kicked him off. It's like my pa always said. Never fight a man in a tiny green dress on an airplane. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right. If you are in the market for a home, you need to finance it. You go to WeAreNotTheBanks.com. They're not the banks. They're better than the banks. Brad Siebert and his team will work with you to get you into that dream home of yours. They have a certified home buyer program where you eliminate the doubt, helps you compete against cash offers, and you can even close faster. If you're military, they handle VA loans. If you want to finance a mobile home, Brad and his team can help you with that as well. Give Brad Siebert and his team a call, 407-636-9808, or the simpler way to find them, Online at wearenotthebanks.com. 
And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Yeah, that's right. Hey, they're reporting a woman was killed Monday in an apparent alligator attack on Hilton Island, South Carolina. She's walking her dog. Mm-hmm. They say an autopsy is being conducted at the... She done got she it. D- she got it. Fritz asked me today, he goes, what's worse than dying in a plane crash? I said, by an alligator, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like I that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, like there's a lot of worse ways to die. Oh, a constrictor? That'd yeah. be bad. Burning alive. A vat of acid. Vat of acid. Iron Maiden. The guy, list goes on and on. How about the guy who fell into the vat of oil? Cooking that oil. Too. Yeah. That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what yeah. Oh, what, oh, what do you call that when they take out your innards? Disemboweled. You're eviscerated? That's I don't know. Eviscerated, yeah, disemboweled. Yeah. yeah that Plane happen. crash, infinitely better. Mm-hmm. Take that, Fritz. Tied to a railroad track. Oh, that'd be bad. Oh, like Nell? Like Stanley Whiplash. <laughs> like <laughs> yes, Nell. I'll save you now. <laughs> That's just not Closest a... to the pin, regular round. I'm playing as Rob. Melissa is the backup. What's the prize? Oh, buddy. It's a gift certificate to Eddie V's, not owned by Eddie Vedder, Prime Seafood for Magical Dining Month. You can taste something new during Visit Orlando's Magical Dining Month, sponsored by American Express. All September long, over 100 area restaurants are offering three-course meals, for the low, low price of $35. For details, you can go to OrlandoMagicalDining.com. Cool. I do that, it every year. That's very cool. So do I. It's a great way to experience some new restaurants. And a... mm-hmm. I can't wait. When does it start? Like soon. September. Yeah. Usually they sneak it in a little at the end of August. Well, so we're giving be... them away now. Yeah. Jack said he would take me to dinner. Is it prefix or pre fee? Price, price fix. Fi- price fixy. No, nope. <laughs> none of that's right. I gotta go. <laughs> Pre-save, No, none of that's correct. Hey, Rob, you ready to save us from this nonsense and play this game? I'm ready to go. Okay, we have a category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, and it's called Nutty Fudge. Mm, nutty Fudge. <laughs> uh, facts and figures about the nuts and fudge. What? Nuts and fudge. All right. Okay. Nuts and fudge and fudge and nuts. All right. You got All right. it, Rob? I got it. Okay, here we go in three, two, one. Call me nuts, but isn't that the title of a movie where Barbara Streisand plays a call girl accused of killing one of her clients? Research! Aha, I'm right. What year was the movie released? 1986. Derek Kelligan, all the way from Ireland, operates Gator Jake's Fudge Kitchen at Gatorland. When did they start packing fudge for their customers? 1910. I can't believe Mo missed it. August 3rd was National Grab Some Nuts Day. So in the Mega Millions, what was Planter's U.S. dollars worth in sales in 2016? 100 million. I'm trying not to fudge this, but according to Twoop Timelines, the first fudge shop in the U.S. was opened in Mackinac Island, Michigan in this year? Uh, 1890. 
Back to the movies. Eddie Murphy played the professor, Buddy Love, Lance Perkins, Papa and Mama, Grandma and Ernie Klump in The Nutty Professor, released in this year. 1992. Time. All right. Good job on a lot of those, man. Baba the boo. All right, record his time. Going to bring Jim back in. He's coming. There he's he playing comes. guitar. All right, guys, mm-hmm. don't tell him. It's going to be a five-second handicap for Jim. Oh, I, I couldn't bring myself to tell him that. <laughs> I'm scared. By the way, Magical Dining starts on Friday. Oh, see, I knew they snuck it in early. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Jim, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Boy, we have something to talk about after this game when we talk about person, place, or thing. Oh, man. However, what? right now, we have a game for you, and it was sent by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, okay? It's a category mm, nutty fudge. called Nutty Fudge. Facts and figures about the nuts and fudge. All right. Nuts and fudge. You ready? Yeah. Going to reset your clock and begin in three, in two, in one. Call me nuts, but isn't that the title of a movie where Barbara Streisand plays a call call girl accused of killing one of her clients. Research! Aha, I'm right. What year was the movie released? Uh, 1970. Derek Kelligan, all the way from Ireland, operates Gator Jake's Fudge Kitchen at Gatorland. Mm -hmm. When did they start packing fudge for their customers? Uh, 1976. I can't believe Mo missed it. August 3rd was National Grab Some Nuts Day. So in the Mega Millions, Mm -hmm. what was Planter's U.S. dollars worth of sales in 2016? Uh, That was $300 million. I'm trying not to fudge this, but according to Twoop's timelines, Mm -hmm. the first fudge shop in the U.S. was opened in Mackinac Island, Michigan in this year. Uh, uh, 1875, 1875. Back to the movies. Eddie Murphy played the professor, oh, Buddy yeah. Love, mm-hmm. Lance Perkins, Papa and Mama, Grandma, and Ernie Klump in The Nutty Professor, released in this year. 1995. Hey, wow. Well, Jim, that. I have your time, but I'm adding five seconds to... Ooh. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mackinac. Mackinac. Oh, it's Mackinac. Well, uh, if they want it Mackinac could... Islands pronounced Mackinac, change that C to a W. Don't come bitching to me. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. I got a problem with them. I don't. I don't care, Texters. I don't care, Real Mobile seven seven zero three one. Yeah, Mackinac people. Nutty fudge. Thanks, to Brad, for the category. Mm-hmm. And Brad, shame on you. Give me phonetic spelling next time. Mm, nutty fudge. Nuts. The movie with Barbara Streisand. Leslie Nielsen's final dramatic film role as Alan Green. He was the John in the movie. What year did that movie come out? Rob said. 86. Jim. 70. Off by one year. 1987. Oh. A point for Rob, but just oh, one Rob. point for Rob. Okay, so Gator Jake's Fudge Kitchen at our Gatorland. He's from Ireland. But when did they start uh, packing the fudge for their customers? Mm-hmm. What year? Rob said. 1910. <gasps> Jim. 1976. 1999. Jim ties the game. <laughs> it's one to one. Okay. Now, National Grab Some Nuts Day. That's August 3rd. Um, but speaking of nuts, planters, how much are their sales in the Mega Millions? Mm-hmm. How much are their sales Mega in U.S. Millions. dollars in okay. 2016? Mm-hmm. Rob said. 100 million. Jim. 300 million. 997 million. Oh, Jim gets so that close. point. It's two to one. Yeah. yeah. Rob is up two to one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought Jim was up. Wait, didn't you say it was 99? So Rob said 100 million. 
How many million? No, no, no. 997 million. million. Oh, I thought you said... Oh, Hello. Sorry, I thought you said 97 yeah. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, 997 okay, million. Okay, so Jim is up two to one. Correct. That's what I said. What? <laughs> okay. Mackinac Island, Michigan right. had the first FUD shop in mm-hmm. what year? Yeah. Rob said. 1890. Jim. 1875. <sighs> Off by one year. Come on. Come on, Jim. 1889. Damn it. Oh, Rob ties the game. Oh, oh. It's all tied up. Rob, yes. stick that in your Mackinac. Oh. <laughs> all right. It all comes down to this. <laughs> Oh, people are losing it on the texting service. What? what are they losing it about? About Mackinac. Oh, man, very aggressively <laughs> yeah, losing very. it, too. Right, what's the matter? Oh, buddy, we Does can't he miss say, say it. it wrong again, and well, I'll you blank you it? in the blank. Oh, golly, he's so serious about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. That's a fun Mad Libs for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tie game, Jim, two to two. Mmm, nutty fudge. Eddie Murphy. The Nutty Professor. Oh, By the way, year? Jerry Lewis oh, yeah. uh, was the original Nutty Professor back in 1963. Points. However, what year was the Eddie Murphy remake for the win? Rob said. 92. <gasps> uh, Jim. 95. Come on, Jimmy. Come he on, Jimmy. He said 92. Jim said 95. And it was 1996. Oh, Jim oh, wins oh, the oh, game. Oh, 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 Rob. Oh, nuts to you. <laughs> oh, nuts <laughs> I'm the greatest. I will whoop him. I can't lose. Mm, nutty fudge. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin, pin, pin. Wow. All right, Jim. Yeah, what? That was for a fantastic prize of uh, Orlando's Magical Dining, which is now back. Starts Friday, back for the month of September. We're, uh, I'm very excited about it. I know Pinkman and Moira, we all yeah, kind of uh, yeah. take advantage of these great deals where uh, you get to experience new restaurants. Places, yeah. However, there's a second prize we have today, and it's about an hour from now. We are going to play Person, Place, or Thing. I heard this on the radio, I guess over the weekend, and I was like, what? And now we have prize. Pikmin, tell them what the prize is. Get, get this. I'm so choked up about it. It's a pair of tickets to In Dreams, Roy Orbison in concert. Really? The hologram tour at the Dr. Phillips Center oh, no on November kidding. 16th. Oh, I've never seen a hologram. A hologram so Roy Orbison. The, the, yeah, hologram Roy Orbison at the Dr. Phillips Center. The, so they'll have a live band, mm-hmm. and he'll be the hologram. Crazy, this was right? inevitable ever since they was yeah. Tupac the one they they Tupac first did was it? the first one. I think so. Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not sure if I'm crazy about the idea. I still like to see it though. I do. I want to see how it looks. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. By the way, the Eagles yes. now have uh, the best-selling album of all time, surpassing Thriller by Michael Whoa. Jackson. Really, Eagles' greatest hits. Uh huh. I think is that now outsold Thriller. How about that? Crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. Life is strange, isn't it? And they're sure still is. touring. But, well, whatever's left of them. Oh. They just what do you mean whatever's left? Buffett. They were just here. Uh, Glenn Fry died. His son is playing with them. Vince Gill is playing with them. And my brother-in-law is playing with them. Yeah, but it's the, it's you know, with all due respect to your brother-in-law, is it the Eagles without Glenn Fry? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it is. Oh my, he sang, what, a quarter of the songs you it still have, matter. Don it's not, Henley. It's not Glenn Fry. You, you still so- have Joe Walsh. And you still have the other guy. You can have more, but you don't have Glenn Schmidt. Fry. You don't have Glenn Fry. If you don't have Glenn Fry, you don't have the Eagles. You it's, do. Be like the, uh, be like the Beatles Eagles. without, without 
you know, John Lennon. I'm sorry. It's almost Eagles. It's yeah, not exactly. Eagles. Mm-hmm. That's how they should tour. The you almost know. Eagles. You don't know. I do know. Yeah, you that's know. how it now is. Now you're just because your brother-in-law's playing No, with because him. I liked it. I went to the show. It's like, damn, that was fine. Yeah, but what, did you say to yourself, you know. You know what? I saw that, with the Eagles. Did you say to yourself, geez, I wish Glenn Fry was still alive. Of course. You really of missed course, it. Of course. I wish Glenn Fry was still alive and with the Eagles. Well, you and didn't I know saw Glenn them, Fry then. I saw them with. Glenn Fry, and, and I saw him without Glenn Fry, and I thought they it's did a, different. Vince Gill and Glenn Fry's son mm-hmm. did a fantastic job. I, you know, I'm sure. Oh, you I'm don't sure know. they did a fantastic oh, job. Know. I'm sure they did. And not one of them was a hologram, sir. Mm, nutty fudge. Sure, they did a great job, but it's like, jeez. <laughs> Eagles, really? The Eagles mm-hmm. are Glenn Fry. I know. I loved him on Miami Vice. Mm. I saw him in Mackinac Island. Mackinac. It's Mackinac. I thought. I like spell it wrong. <laughs> it's Mackinac. probably spelled like Indian. You know. Oh, so now when someone someone said it's a city of Mackinac on Mackinac Island. Oh, that close enough. That's confusing. Do you think it's, it's only UP, Mackinac right? because of oh, their yeah. accent? You think it's supposed to be pronounced Mackinac and Mackinac? Mackinac. How, how do you even Mackinac. confuse that? What accent? Zion. I don't even know what accent they have. Oh, oh uh, yeah, Michigan up there, the upper. Oh, I don't UP? know if it's like that. You got to get up near Hudson Bay to pull off an accent like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if this Mackinac Mackinac is near the UP. It, it is. is. It's in the okay. UP. It's oh, up yeah. there. It yeah, it is the UP. I think oh. it is the UP. Yeah, it's right there off the mitten. It's supposed to be real nice. Mm-hmm. I think. What I've heard. For older I folks. I don't think they have cars there. I think it's for old, yeah, I think it's for older folks. What? Yeah, you yeah, go there and retire. Yeah, it's all, nah, you, no, I don't think you go there and retire. You freeze your ass off. Enjoy. It's a nice place to go and visit in the summertime. In the summer for a week. Yeah, if you like that old-timey, you know, you like that, uh, you know, saltwater taffy that... Uh, that oh, is uh, that how what happens there? You know, the guys with the straw hats and, uh, you know... Barbershop quartet? Yeah, exactly. I think it's that kind of stuff. I might be way off. That sounds really bizarre. You're going to find yourself an Irish pub there? Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. All these Michiganders are Michiganders. Now, uh, is that what they are now? Uh, yes, they're Michiganders. Yeah, they Michiganders? Are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're saying they don't have accents. No, Who doesn't? Wait, what? <laughs> even, I've been misled. Even Pinkman's not buying it. What kind of accent did you think they had? I, yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think, the, I don't right. think Michiganders have an accent. Oh, yeah. Go Wolverines. No, you got to get over the Gold border. Blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. They're close enough to Canada. Oh, no. Don't even go there. No, I'll go there. Oh, right no. across the and lake. by the way. The Eagles without Glenn Fry is not the same as Journey without Steve Perry or Van Halen without David Lee Roth. That's no, a good, no, that's a good no. Challenge. Journey, he did not. No. He was not the main vocalist on all the music. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Journey without uh, without Steve What's Perry is not yeah. Journey at correct. all. Because yeah. he was a vocalist on all the music. It's almost Eagles. It's the almost Eagles. Yeah. It's the that's almost fine. Eagles. Yeah. I mean, they probably sound it's, like three quarters of the Eagles. It's mostly Eagles. It's mostly Eagles. Mostly? Okay, mostly well, Eagles. Just call it Meagles. <laughs> Mostly eagles. <laughs> that's, that's a pet See? The meagles. The meagles are coming. On tour in Mackinac Island. You may have just earned yourself the episode title for It's the Phillips file on Real Radio. They call it they call them the Meagles. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win your way to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.
like Stephen Kramer's here. Stephen Kramer, attorney at Law Kramer Law Firm. One firm for life every Monday at this time on the Phillips Falcon Good to see you, Counselor. Good to be here. Let me get into the heart of the matter because this is a story that uh, I was reading about yesterday. And uh, in the business section of the New York Times with the title of the story, the headline, they're falsely accused of shoplifting, but retailers demand penalties. This is essentially about how some stores, in this particular case, Walmart, uh, has been going after people, even if they're not formally accused or charged with shoplifting, Mm. and sending using uh, legal means. Uh, demanding that persons who are suspected of shoplifting at Walmart to pay the company $200 or face a possible lawsuit. And apparently this is legal in many states. What the heck is this all about? Yeah. So what happens is it's on a state-by-state basis. And every state or most states have what's called a civil theft statute, right? So people know what theft is. They understand the crime of theft. That's stealing something from somebody else. What many people may not be aware of is that there's also a civil remedy. So if you know you come to my house and you steal my lawnmower and you take it home, then I can go ahead and send a demand letter. And it says in Florida, you know, you have a set amount of time to return that to me. And if you don't return that to me, then I can go ahead and pursue a civil theft claim against you. And you could potentially owe what are called treble damages, which is triple. All right, let me ask you a question. Fees. If somebody stole your lawnmower mm-hmm. and you knew who the person was, why wouldn't you call the cops, first of all? So you might call the police. Okay. And maybe the police pick up on it, or maybe they don't. So if there's not enough, um, if there's not enough evidence for the police to pursue a criminal investigation uh, and criminal prosecution where they could prove the case by, you know, with, beyond a reasonable doubt, then they they might not choose to to proceed. So the standard for civil theft is is less than reasonable doubt. It's it's clear and convincing evidence, which is a little bit more than what's called preponderance of the evidence. So we have three standards here. We've got uh, reason uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, which is like ninety nine percent sure. Then we have what's called preponderance of the evidence, which is more likely than not. And then we have clear and convincing evidence, which is a little bit in the middle. And there are many, many times when people are in a business dispute, when they're in um, dealing with neighbors and law enforcement doesn't conduct an investigation, but there winds up being a civil case. And one of those elements winds up being civil theft. And a lot of times it can be in a setting with elderly people. But that's Florida's law. Different law, different states have different rules. And some of these states, and really what the article is talking about, is some states have rules that are very clearly crafted uh, by by retail outlets. So you Big get a letter and, and says something to the effect, I suppose, in legalese, we suspect you of uh, shoplifting, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And in order to avert a lawsuit, uh, we want $200. And as they note in the article, you know, with people, uh, I guess, you know, the counter sue or whatever, and show them in court, and, and the retailers never show up. They never show up. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it would be like, go fly a kite. I mean, what evidence do you have that that anything happened? And, and they, they note in, in this story that a number of people have been wrongly accused of shoplifting. And uh, and in this case, Walmart's still sending out letters saying, well, you got to give us $200 unless you give us $200. We're going we're gonna to sue you. 
Yeah, and, and you just want to send a letter back? Say, no, you're not. And there's a couple of firms that are really boutique law firms. Actually, one of the biggest firms, I believe, is in town here. And that is what they do. That is their focus. That's what they specialize in, is sending out these letters. And it's not necessarily just for Walmart. It's for, for various retailers. And, and you know, it's funny, when... Uh, you know, when Mo texted me earlier about this and, and I was looking into it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with this. I've dealt with it many, many times over the years. And, you know, I wrestle with it a lot. And, and, I, and I do wrestle with it. And, you know, n- nobody likes the idea of somebody innocent suffering a consequence. It, it is important to distinguish, though, that there are times when the crime is committed and it is not proven. That also happens. So, for instance, you know, or or even infractions. So you get a civil citation for you know speeding, and you go to the hearing, and the police officer doesn't show up. Well, you might have been speeding, but because the police officer doesn't show up, you don't wind up getting uh, you wind up getting the t- ticket dismissed. And that frequently can happen in a retail shoplifting setting because you have an associate that may have been the witness that is no longer there, or you may have sure. a videotape that uh, that you can't get a custodian of records to deal with the mundane authentication of the of the video seems like extortion to me in many cases um i understand that uh, retail theft is a big problem you know billions and billions of dollars are lost every year because of shoplifting and whatever and maybe even employee theft but at the same time so if you know if you if you're and most people are ignorant of the law, or they're scared and say, "Geez, I can't." Number one, I can't afford an attorney. It'd be less expensive just to, you know, pay the two hundred dollars, you know, than go through the whatever. Oh yeah, prove it to me. I'll see you in court. Because if you, because I would, I would imagine that in the overwhelming number of cases, if not in all the cases, so okay, I'll see you in court. Bring me to court. Let's go to court. You're not because I know you're not going to show up. You're not going to have all that expense to what to collect a thousand dollars because they said if you don't pay us two hundred dollars, you're liable to to be fined or whatever or the court judgment uh, for a thousand dollars. All right, you know. Yeah, the problem yeah, is. Yeah, go though, ahead. Let's see what that costs your law firm to send a send an officer of the court, your uh, a lawyer from your firm to court to try to get me to cough up a thousand dollars. Good luck with that one. The issue is, you, you may be right. So, in a normal context, you know, are you going to hire me to go fight over two hundred bucks? No, it doesn't make sense. You don't want to pay more money right. than what you're fighting over. But what happens is, when you talk about when you talk about big box retailers, you're talking about operating in the aggregate. So, what happens is, <clears throat> most people pay, and those that don't, it's worth it to go ahead and fight those cases. It's worth it to send spend more money because you don't want you you don't want to be a bark without bite. You want it to be known that this company, this big box store, we don't we don't let go. We pursue these claims. So they operate in the aggregate, and that happens occasionally. I think it's like a boiler room operation. They send these things out, and they say, look, uh, you know, maybe most people ignore it. We're not going to follow through. It costs us money. But we know there, just enough, there, just, there are just enough people who are going to pay us that $200 to make it worth our while. Oh, it's definitely a numbers game. And, sure. and you, you know, you point out a big Cha-ching. concern. The concern mm-hmm. is that people you know, that that they do believe that there's going to be a criminal consequence if they don't pay it. And the reality is this operates in a scheme completely independent of the of the criminal prosecution. And they don't really have so much there to do is with no each criminal, other. There is no criminal connection. Well, it's related. If you, if you it's told the law firm, the, the, hey, go fly a kite. I'm not paying you $200. You want to take me to court? Take me to court. I'll see you there, counselor. And number one, I know you won't show up. 
Well, and yeah. what can they do? I mean, even if they did show up and you said, I'm not paying you a damn dime. Well, the consequences escalate. So what happens is that first letter is for $200. You fast forward past that 30-day deadline. All of a sudden, it's for $500. Yeah. And, right. and then when, at that point, it becomes not a 30-day deadline. Now it's a 10-day deadline. It's such a bunch of crap. Is it prove it. I'm, you know, bring your videotape to court. Bring the evidence to court. Bring the employees who saw me. Look, I know but that, that privately. But that sophistication that some people, that many people just don't have. I understand that. That's and they're why intimidated. People, well, that's why people should know about this. It's, you're getting jerked around because people, it's a numbers game, like you said. They know there's enough people who get that letter and say, Jesus, I don't know how you send off the $200, the money order, the check, or whatever it is, because number one, it's less expensive than hiring a lawyer. Even if they go to court, it's they like know the it's going to be a, re- it's a, it's a... I think it's a racket. Yeah. I think it's a gigantic racket. Well, you know, I, I think the issue is when you have people that didn't commit the crime, that may have crossed that you know that boundary line, and and it was an accident. Where where you have people committing the crime, you know, it's important to understand that for all these letters that go out where they're demanding two hundred dollars, the average cost per per family of shoplifting. I was looking this up, and this is a lot of money to most people. It's yes. four hundred and thirty dollars a year. It's fifty billion dollars in in lost uh, revenue from shoplifting. So that that does impact everyday people and I, little people. I understand people. that. I mean, that's what the retail industry will tell you. Well, you know, yeah. we just have to pass these losses on to you. We're going to have to increase prices to cover our losses. I get that. I understand the problem. But the fact that you're sending out letters to people that you cannot prove in a court of law that they actually committed a crime unless they have the videotape, yeah, kiss my ass. Yeah, and a lot of times, (laughs) even if they have the videotape, it it can be difficult. You know, the same reason they can't get an associate to show up at the criminal trial or a custodian of records to show up with a video, well, transfer that to a civil setting that happens. You know, some states have tried to rein this in by asking, for reporting or changing kind of the criteria. So, hey, you get convicted, then the letter goes yeah, out. Well, there's some but, uh, state's attorneys that say uh, to these retailers, show us the evidence, and they never respond. We'll get back to Stephen Kramer returning at law in a minute. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Probably about three months here, three, four months. I'm like, I can that song, too. I'm getting rid of it. Start singing oh, my own songs. Today. Harsh, Clearing things out. Yeah, I'm just cleaning the house. Oh, there it goes. Clean it. Okay. Clean the house. Stephen Kramer is here, as he is uh, every Monday. So we yeah. got through with that, talking about it. So you get one of these letters. Uh, I would say, don't worry about it. They're not going to do anything to you. Mm. I mean. They're not going to do anything. I have to tell people if they ask me, you know, you take a chance, but. It's a calculated risk. Yeah, what are they going to do? We'll see most you in people, court it's like, to get $1,000. Most people treat it like a red light ticket. They go, I'd rather pay it than worry about it. I understand that. I get that. How do they get the address of these people that they're sending letters saying they're suspected of shoplifting? Well, I mean, they usually pull it through public records. Yeah, How but, do they get the identity of the people? Well, remember, there's an arrest. Uh, there's there's an arrest conducted, and then you you got somebody that when they get stopped <laughs> for shoplifting, they go in the loss prevention office, and they start asking him questions, and they file an incident report, they pull whatever they can. I mean, mm-hmm. it just depends on the state, depends on the store. And then they're a victim as well. So, you know, when there's a, a investigation initiated, when there's an arrest made, you know, the um, the victims um, have a victim's advocate at the that the DA or state attorney's office, uh, too. So yeah, they get a law firm, waste. give you your files, and then they got some junior, you know, associate or whatever mm-hmm. going through the files. And just in one particular case, they hired a lawyer, 
you know, part-time or whatever, paid him like, what, $100 a month, just sign off on this stuff. Just sign off on this stuff. Sign off on these letters. But, yeah, but at some firms, this is big business, and this is all they do. And they make well, millions of dollars doing it, just focusing on lawsuits and letters for just these types of claims. One, I think one of the biggest ones is here in town, Palmer Rifler and Associates. I think they do that. Oh, I know them. If I get that letter, I'm paying. Um, <laughs> so what are you watching on TV? Let's get down oh, to man, Let's yeah. get down into the, the interesting stuff. Come on. What are you watching? So I got to tell you, I know you wrote you it off. Glow? Oh, yeah. I've been done with that forever. Okay. Right, I've good. been to that like in a day. It was so good. Have you watched The Sinner? No, you know, my best friend was telling me about that earlier today. I had a couple people recommend it to me, kind of dark. I have not seen it have yet. Have you watched Nanette yet? I have not. Oh. There's too much stuff. That's a one-off. Meaning you watch one show or you watch That's one? It. It's, it's only just one, one time. It's, only it's one, one time. It's a comedy Routine. special. Yeah. All right, all right, Dan. I saw, you know, speaking of Glow, I saw Mark, Mark Maron's stand-up is pretty good. Yeah. I think you might dig it. You like him as Sam and Glow? Yeah. He's a funny guy. Yeah, I've seen and then he's got a series. Of, not a sta- and yeah. then a series I saw. I watched the first episode of that. One, no, this is Netflix stand up. Yeah. Well, the I, one where he's got the he's got, with, with the, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall, and they go to the kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. No, the what beginning of it was uh, he went to see his veterinarian about something. I don't know. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, all, it, it started his stand-up with that one, yeah, right. and he's kind of creeping her out. I like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to tell you, I, just, I, I know you checked out early on Sharp Objects, but it's good. I was I, I was oh, way down on that in the beginning. I was invested, and it paid off. It's really really good. That's too slow. For I know. Me. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just telling you. Think about it. You gotta, I saw you Ready gotta... Player One. What? Have you seen Ready Player One? No. I did. What's that? It's a Spielberg movie. I don't know if it's going to be your cup of it's tea. It's not for Jim. It's for you, oh. and it's for me. It's oh, for it's kids. They go back in the 1980s or video something. Video games it's in, in the, the 80s. Not yeah. No. I know. If you grew up in the 80s with video games, it's for you. And you don't like cartoons either, right? Yeah, I like cartoons. So there's the new, new Matt Grenning show. I watched a little bit of that, Disenchantment, on no, Netflix. Is it that, good? No. It's pretty good. It's better than I thought it would be. All right, good to know. Yeah, and then I uh, I bought a meteorite. I beg your pardon? How, how many pounds? It's a slice. A slice? And how do you know it's a meteorite? Uh, because I've got good provenance on it, and it got the background. It's from Sweden. Mm-hmm. The meteorite crashed. Yeah. So I got a slice of a meteorite. Hold on a minute. I mean... That seems like so providence. Here, How do you have providence on a meteorite? You get the documentation on it. You deal with the. Do you a look at it and company. say? Do you look at it and say, "Yeah, okay, I can see where meteorite. this is a meteorite." I'm going to show you a picture, and you're going to look at it, and you're going to go, "Wow, that Man. is not from this earth." But here's the thing about the meteorite <laughs> that freaks me out: is I feel like if I have the meteorite, like if there's any alien stuff, like if aliens are coming to do abductions or like check things out, aren't they going to go to where the meteorites are, are and be like, "Oh, that dude has our metal." That dude's got one of one, an extra Weird. terrestrial object. Mm. That freaks me out a little. How about what do you mean a slice? Like a sli- I mean slice. I mean it's a slice. Yeah, you've seen like a slice of a petrified wood or All a right. slice of. So it's a disc. A, yeah, it's a disc. It's a cut out. I'll show you a picture. I don't want to see it. I don't yeah, need like you know. Okay, and what's the diameter? Seven inches, seven and a half inches. It's cool. It's not perfectly round though. I mean, meteorites are not perfectly round. When you first saw this, yeah. Do you say, did you, I mean, did you see it sitting someplace no. or is it advertised somewhere? No, I've been looking at them for a while. So they did, you know. Have your own meteorite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, I was like, you know. Sounds like something you buy in the back of a magazine. Or something you donate exactly. to a museum or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been looking at mm. these, you know, these some of these auctions for like natural minerals or like, you know, you get an amethyst cathedral or, you know, 
tourmaline, you know, whatever, stuff like that. Um, rock formations, and I saw like these meteorites, and I was just kind of curious. I've never like was into the stuff, not like a geology um, guru or anything, but I started looking at these meteorites and and realizing, wow, that does not look like anything I've ever seen. So I started watching it for a while, and I was like, you know, what? Look like a slice of pepperoni? What does it look like? I gotta show you. Pictures. Oh, I don't. Gotta, it's, I don't uh, it looks what? like a slice of something with that looks metallic, a with crystal a or quartz or what? I mean, kind of like a geometric pattern, like you might see in a crystal is it or quartz. Heavier than you would imagine. I don't know. I don't have it yet. I, bought, uh, I did a how long does it take online to get auction? Uh-oh. Well, it's coming from a reputable from, auction house. It's coming from Saturn, it. so it might be a oh, while. It could be. Yeah. Oh, it's coming from I don't know. Oh boy, L.A. or Dallas or something. I'll bring it in. It'll be show and tell. Uh, we've we done used that to do before. show and yes, tell. Indeed. No, I'd like to see it, but I just. You're so dubious. You think I wouldn't do my due diligence? Do you really think that? I deal Has in antiquities and rarities. by some, what would you yes. call it, uh, astrophysicist, an astronomer, or yes. whatever? Neil said, deGrasse Tyson. I'm, I'm somebody. putting my stamp of approval <laughs> on this as a real slice of a meteorite, or did it come from Sven, whatever no, his no, name it's is, got, in Denmark? Listen, you would trust <laughs> if you bought something from Christie's or from Sotheby's or from Heritage or from any oh, of those what? auction. They've houses. never dealt in in fake stuff. Oh, you're <laughs> talking about that that like that <laughs> new uh, oh, Leonardo da Vinci? A, they've never had a fake a fake uh, painting no, come their never. way or no. fake wine. Yeah, counterfeit. Exactly. No, I one of the Koch brothers went after him. Yeah, that was a big deal. That was the guy that had like the best palate for Can wine I ask, in the world. May, may I ask? You don't have to answer. Can, may I ask how much you paid for this slice Not of meteorite? Not that much. Hundred? No, no, a few hundred. Nothing crazy. I'm not going broke on a meteorite slice. Autographed by Marvin Martian or anybody? Unbelievable. Oh, stop it. That was a big deal. <laughs> now you're being disrespectful. Now no, that's not. over just... the line. Listen, I'm I am a skeptic in general. I don't jump into things that are scams. I wouldn't buy something unless I was very comfortable. Would you admit it if it was a scam? No, you just wanted it. Now, I know how you operate. You oh, operate boy, like the way I do. You want it. You see something. I want to have that. I've, I've been got, looking for months. I've got to I've have waited. it. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you exactly because I know you well enough now. Mm. Once you get it, you're going to go, what the hell did for? I buy this for? Mm. I don't know. Usually if usually my do? regret is when I don't get something. What are you going to do? We'll do with it? Use it as a coaster? What no, are you going to do with it? Put it with a couple other things I got. Like in a little case. Or I'm going to donate to a museum. I'll give it to the, you know. You don't think there's a million people that bought it? Is that the only slice of a meteorite that's out there? No, but it's they're no, fairly there's... rare, just like desert glass is rare, just like, malt, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. I just believe like you. I believe that you've made a wise decision. I'm yeah, sure oh, you sound your... like you totally believe me. Not dubious at all. <laughs> done your research. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I hope that you're bringing in. I'm really interested if it's heavier yeah. than what you would normally think. I'm interested, too. How much does it weigh? I don't know. How would I know? They don't put the weight. They don't. Well, they put the it's dimensions on there. It's no. seven inches by by uh, a seven inches yeah, it might by be. a half inch. It says this pounds. doesn't weigh more than no, a pound and a half, and then you pick it up and said it's five pounds. Well, you're the one that was saying we're stardust, right? We are stardust. We are. Yes, David Bowie points. So Richard Fenman is like a mathematician. I know him. Yeah, and he, he they came up with this I think theory. It was Crosby, Stills, and Nash, wasn't it? Uh, we are yeah, we are I'm just we are going off. That's, that's one. Yeah. Stardust. Uh, Bowie has one as well. Yeah. Stardust. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's Neil Gaiman. Bowie. Mm. He yeah, the book we'll Stardust. see about that. No. So he came up with this theory that uh, that our essence, our souls, or whatever it is, 
whatever you want to call it, are stored in these tubules in our brain, and they're quantum computers, speaking of stardust. And that when you die, it goes back into the ether. And if, and if you die and come back to life, it disappears and it comes back. And this is a prominent mathematician, kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to doubt that. I'm not, sounds good to me. Does it really? Does it, though? Mm-hmm. It sounds more believable than me, you know, getting on my knees and, you know, drinking some wine, having a, a cookie. Oh, don't drink the wine. Oh, oh yeah. There's yeah. a lot of backwash in there. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I did a... Um, Doesn't bother me. That's why I drink orange juice. I did oh, a news okay. report a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago, about um, the penitent privilege. And, and it was in the context of dealing with some of these abuse issues. And it was actually in that case where we're kind of talking about, you know, is there an absolute confidentiality when you go into... That's what I was going to ask. ...into confession. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, it went up to the appeals court, and the appeals court um, ruled basically very strongly in favor of a almost an absolute privilege um, with respect to priests in the confessional. If you're if you're a priest in a confessional, and someone admits that they've committed a crime, mm-hmm. and uh, a prosecutor, law enforcement somehow finds out mm-hmm. that the person who's charged with the crime was in the confessional. Can you force the priest under the law to tell you what the person said to him in the confessional? And that's exactly on point with what I was talking about. And the answer is, so the answer is no. So it's sacred. That's what happens is private. the priest, the position of the church is that is that breaking the seal of the confessional would subject the priest to excommunication? Mm. So the, what we were dealing with, the news report dealt with a case where the the individual in confession talked about being the victim of a sex crime, and the the state attorney wanted to go ahead and conduct that prosecution and have the priest come forward and testify about you know what was said in the confessional to support kind of those allegations and the 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 person the victim wanted the priest to come forward but the priests the position of the church was that it is not the penitent's right to confidentiality it is the absolute right of the church and of the priest that took the confessional and that the that the penitent privilege was unbreakable is there anything within the law to prevent a priest from going to law enforcement and saying is that is is a yes. person is a person who is charged with a particular particular crime protected against if he made a confession to a priest and the priest can the priest go to law enforcement and say i heard a confession about a crime potentially and here is and i know the oh, identity they, of that person so it, it is it is now, within the church, I understand some of the rules and regulations within the church itself. Yeah. So, But as I'm saying is the suspect protected against an allegation made by a priest who heard something during a confession. So, where a defense attorney can say, that's not allowed in the court of law. You can't use that in a court of law. You can't use my client's alleged confession to a priest as evidence. So the, the privilege exists in two ways. One of them is it's just like you have with an attorney-client relationship. The privilege belongs to the client to protect attorney-client privilege communications. 
So the client says, you know, or their attorney says, I object, that's privileged, mm -hmm. under attorney-client privilege. The same thing would apply relating to the confessional in that the penitent could invoke the penitent privilege and said, no, I, I'm the penitent, and that is subject to the seal of the confessional. And therefore, you know, even if the priest wanted to break the confessional, the penitent have that, has that right. But there was a reciprocal right, and the appellate court just ruled on this a couple months ago, that the, that the church... And the priest has the right to to not be compelled to violate their, their religious freedom, and and the issue is that if the priest breaks the protected? seal of the confessional, church, it would subject in the why excommunication. Is religion, why is religion protected? I uh, mean, it doesn't matter. The privacy we, part. I mean, uh, why is it private? Yeah, I mean, if, I, if I tell a friend, yeah, if I'm an atheist, if I'm a non-believer, and I tell a friend about something that I did, it's right. not protected, right. but it's protected. If I tell a priest or I guess a, a rabbi doctor. or anybody yes. who is considered, who makes that determination? So, so I belong to the church of, uh, of, uh, of uh, cauliflower. Right. Yeah, love and a good vibration. Mm -hmm. And it's just, as a matter of fact, it's just me and another guy. We're members of this church. Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, he's the head of the church. And I told the head of the church that blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but you can extract, you can command that person. Law enforcement can. I mean, who who gives the stamp? Well, you're approved. You're approved. Oh, you're not approved. You're approved. You're protected. You're not protected. I find that to be kind of a rip. So what happens is it's there's some basis in it in in tradition and in, in hypothetically the common oh, I law. I get that. There's some codified. There's of course the First Amendment, you know, that deals with establishments and also deals with compelled speech. And then there were a number of states that really. No, created I, I these resistant freedom restoration acts in the in the nineties in the federal I as well. I understand that. Why does religion get why does religion get a pass on this, and why does some religions get a pass and other religions don't get a pass, or what one can might consider to be a, a religion, but when it's not sanctified or it's not approved by the Correct. state, oh, you're not a legitimate religion. Mm -hmm. Well, That's what's a bunch of crap? Frankly. This is a uh, in in researching this. This is an issue that's being tackled around the world because of abuse scandals. So there are many countries that are actually legislating and creating legislative revision that basically limits the scope of that privilege, and and it is creating an existential issue within within the church because the 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 policy, as far as I've been told, is that it that breaking that confessional subjects the priest to excommunication. I don't, I don't see why you get that protection. Well, the logic is that it is, it is a moment for spiritual confidentiality, yeah. just so that you can confide. Because many many spiritual leaders function as counselors and spiritual advisors, so it would be the same thing that you might have with a counselor or a doctor or a lawyer. That is the logic behind it. So certain counselors are covered or not covered. Yes. I understand medical doctors or psychiatrists, psychologists, psychiatrists, mm -hmm. marriage no. counselor. So. So we so we rely on the state to make a determination about who has confidentiality and who does not. That is correct. And different professions and different services have different levels of confidentiality. See, I might more have more faith in my auto mechanic than I would somebody in the church, but he's not protected. Correct. That's correct. Does a great job too. Thank you, Stephen Kramer, attorney law every Monday. Appreciate it's it. the Phillips File on Real Radio one oh four point one. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A New Jersey man has been busted for shipping scorpions and millipedes from his home to places like Tanzania. Not for nothing but don't they have plenty of these in countries like that already? Couldn't he just ship them some gabagool? Next, a beer mile runner broke his own record and then was disqualified for not drinking enough. 
Haha nerd couldn't drink enough beer. Little baby gonna puke. Finally, a woman invited dozens of men on the same Tinder date and then asked them to compete for her. She's just like Tina Turner in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. Alexa Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. You're listening to The Phillips File. Are you serious? No, that's ridiculous. I waited two weeks to play that for our drive home song. Uh, two weeks, uh, I couldn't wait to play it. Was so mad at myself last week because I forgot I don't and like didn't the, have it. I don't like up. the sound of it. Son of a bitch! I just don't. I like don't this. care. I'm just gonna drag your old blues songs in there for three months, and then yeah, and then I can kill them when you say you don't want to hear them, and then we'll just go. Goodbye. <laughs> God. I don't even know if I've ever heard that song. No, I was uh, giving it uh, something new, but something old. I'm proposing that Mo runs for uh, for tax collector in Seminole County. I second that. I third it. I, I don't know if I have any qualifications for that. You, <laughs> you got to be yeah. better than this nut job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you're in. I'm automatically yeah, better and, than he is, but that's, you know. You're good with numbers. Yeah, as your campaign I manager, I say never say that you're not qualified again publicly. Oh, okay, like, thank sorry. You. Thank you. Very yes. good. It was exactly. just a joke. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Fake news. She was just joking. The truth is not the truth. Exactly. <laughs> you want a candidate with a sense of humor. That would be me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Got to get out there now. Got to get out there now. Talk to those young Democrats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not up for it till 2020. Then, well, you got to get out there now. You got to get out there and make your net. You know, you got to st- start talking to the JCs. You got to start yeah. talking to the Lions Club. You got to start meeting with these people. Mm-hmm. Do you start hanging around in the parking lot? Hi, my name is Mo. I'm, I'm planning on running for Seminole Tax Collector in 2020. I would like you to look over my particular ideas, and I encourage you. Uh, I would, I would I appreciate, I I would appreciate your vote. Yep. I would appreciate your vote. Two right. years is a nice ramp up because you do have to ingrain yourself with these organizations to have them fund your campaign so you're not self-funded. I don't think you run as a Republican or Democrat for tax collector. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's backtrack a little bit. <laughs> you can do it. Right. The theory should be what? Anybody but Greenberg? That's a good campaign. That's slogan. a I like that one. I like it. That's not and, a and good And it's campaign. Mo Better. That's better. Mo Better. Mo Better than Greenberg. Yeah. I like that too. See, you're way ahead of the game yes. already. That's it. You know, he's listening. He's getting nervous now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was listening on Friday because all of a sudden he's throwing out anti-Muslim stuff. Sorry, Joel. Shame on you for being, you know, a Jew and someone who's bigoted. That's like so not nice. Right, let's play some. <laughs> yeah, person Jews aren't thing. allowed to be big. No. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Screw oh, you, boy. Joel. There's the music, Mr. Pinkman. What's the prize for PPT? 
Uh, we mentioned it earlier. It is a pair of tickets to In Dreams, Roy Orbison in concert, the Hologram Tour at Dr. Phillips Center, November 16th. You can go to drphillipscenter.org for more info on that. Oh, okay. yeah. Oy vey, no way, Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Mm. Pretty good. I don't know if I have to lead with the Jewish thing, but I'm just saying. He's really he was smart. So what you, all yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. do is be. Well, I got plenty of that. I know you're smart. You're smart. You're rational. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're a little loud sometimes, but oh, that's right. okay. Little. Hey. <laughs> and a texter says, Mo, you should start running. All right, running. And I'm, keep going. I'm running. Oh, come on. <laughs> I've said that to her for years. Yeah. I've mentioned this for years. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and with all serious, I mean, you're serious. You know the issues. You're a good citizen, I and uh, I'm a political geez. animal. That's true. You just have to, you know, have to get out there. You have to get out there. And you raise a couple of bucks, and boom, you're ready to go. Yep. When I spoke at the uh, Seminole Democratic uh, Gala, gala, yeah. what did they say? It was a giant hit. Yeah, they say we need you to we run. We need you. Yeah, yeah. Did they say that? Yeah, they. Well, did. why don't you consider it? I'm considering. You can't just be the governor the first time around. Right? You have to build up to this kind of stuff. <laughs> the governor. All right, let's get this underway. Right. Andrew, you're first up. Pick a person, a place, or a thing. A uh, thing. A thing. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. What is this thing? These things have been around for uh, have been around for 1,400 years, but first commercially produced in the 1860s. I'll give you. A, I'll give you another clue. It's a, it's a food. These things have been around oh. for about 1,400 years, but Wait. first commercially produced in the 1860s. Uh, we're going uh, donuts. The donut. That's your final answer? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the donut. That was an excellent idea. Yeah. Jed, here we go. Clue number two. Crunch the numbers over a billion dollars worth of... Oh, he's listening to his radio. Chef, He's sitting on the uh, rocking chair. Chef, All right, I'm moving right along. Enough time oh, for this. I'm sorry. John, you get that clue in another one. Crunch the numbers. Over a billion dollars worth of these things are sold annually in the United States. Clue number three. In 2015, one of these things was made in El Salvador. It was 15, 13 feet around and weighed 1,700 pounds. Really? Oh, it's a food. Um... Is it? It's. Uh, is it peanuts? Uh, peanuts. Uh, now give it. Try again. No, it's not a peanut. Something more substantial, would you say? What a thirteen. A Two peanut peanuts. thirteen feet around. Nah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's no. Not a peanut on the planet that's weighs seventeen hundred pounds. Mm-mm. Well, I got the crunch. So. You did get the crunch. Think of the crunch. Uh, can you give me another hint? <laughs> yeah, let me think. All uh, right, here we go. He's gonna make something up. Uh, Hold it. What? S- salt. It's the only rock we eat. It's the only rock we eat? Yeah, yeah. salt is the only rock we eat. Salt a goes along with this. Okay. This this food. They made Something one that's 13 s- feet around and weighs 1,700 pounds. Only one of them. Uh, okay. It's oh. in a bag. It's in a bag. Oh. Usually, yeah. In a yeah. bag. Not all of them, uh, but sometimes, yeah. Bag. Sometimes you find them in a bag. And, and they're things? Yeah, they are things. Think Plural. of, uh, wait a minute, think of uh, b- 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 Southwest Airlines. Well, I was thinking peanuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's not peanuts. Think of that other thing. Oh, pretzels. That's your final answer? Sure. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you, Mr. Genius. Here's Woo. a twist. Get it? Uh-huh, Consumers twist. in North America go through about one and a half pounds of these per person per year. 
And clue number five, some like it hot and soft with mustard. I'm not a big fan oh, of Oh, I the, love that soft you? pretzel. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I stood that? at the line at the movie theater Friday night trying to decide between popcorn, popcorn and pretzel. that giant popcorn soft pretzel. pretzel. Oh. Let me tell you about the soft pretzel. All right. Tell me about it. Here, what do you know about that? My experience with the soft pretzel. I look at a soft pretzel. That looks really good. It does. And every time I get a soft pretzel, after one or two bites, I say, why did I buy one of these things? <laughs> Sometimes they taste stale after a bite or two. I have no problem eating a whole thing. Mustard is great on it, but it's better when it's hot. Yeah. And don't forget, the best body massager out there... Oh, no. <laughs> ...is the Black & Decker WP-906 inch Random Orbit Waxer <laughs> slash Buffer. So it's I'm good telling to know. you right now, don't go out there and spend hundreds of dollars, you know, because oh, you got a Charlie massager. horse... Or your uh, buttocks that needs a massage. Hey, hey, watch it. Just get one of those Black & Deckers, baby. It'll do a number on you. We're out of here. Come on. Good show today. Thank you very much. Back tomorrow at 3, right after Sean. He's the news junkie with Sabrina Sealing. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. Eat dessert first. Grill like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. Remember...